to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And uh, this is a magical podcast, which we're all written into, that appears just when you need it most, full of stories of heroes and villains. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm spectacular. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Yay! I'm really excited because, well, I, we're here. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no mistake. We're here for our season four listener roundtable. <laughs> stutter. 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 I haven't had table. enough ma- magic juice yet. Magic my juice my magic juice is a spellbound, by the way, a spellbound red wine. Woo-hoo. Excellent, a uh, petite Syrah, I believe. <laughs> and uh, wait, what are you drinking? I uh, am for your drinking magic juice? birthday cake vineyards cheesecake white wine specialty. Delicious, Tastes just like cheesecake. <laughs> And they, they're not sponsoring us. No, at all, they're not. They should. Which is really, really sad. I wish they were. I, but I, one thing I wanted to mention before we uh, really get into the episode and everything is actually because we've been uh, recording at live.universebox.com every Monday night at eight thirty p.m. EST uh, we, since September, and we really kind of started the whole live experience experiment about a year ago a year ago yesterday a year ago yesterday uh, for our season three once upon a time listener roundtable that's crazy yeah which is just like crazy pants that we've already been doing this a year and i, I think a lot of the same people are on we do tonight. i think we have at so. least two or three of them which, awesome. which will be a lot of fun. And we'll get to them. I uh, introduce them in just a minute. But I just wanted to mention that uh, we're supposed to do the RegalCon podcast, uh, or basically the RegalCon panel that we did a few weeks back in Anaheim, California. And by we, he means he. Yes. Yes. Anne Marie wasn't there, unfortunately. Uh, I see Liz waving there. She was my. <laughs> Liz daughter. was like, I was there. I was there. Uh, there's, uh, wait. Wait. Well, there there she is. Uh, we'll get to her in a second. But it, they just released the video for the panel um, a couple minutes before we started this uh, listener roundtable and everything. So we we were going to do it 24 hours after we got the video and do like a, a live broadcast of it while we're in the chat room, followed by story time about RegalCon and everything. But since we're doing this tonight, well, I figured we'd well, just go ahead. we're doing this tonight and then we have another podcast tomorrow night and another yeah. podcast on Saturday night and another podcast on Sunday night. Yeah. It's going to have to be next week. Sorry. Yeah. I, but we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next Monday, I forget what the date is there, uh, but uh, next Monday uh, at a regular time, Monday, 8.30 p.m. Uh, yeah, June 1st, Monday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com for our big RegalCon special. Okay, uh, now, Anne-Marie, I, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, introducing our, our esteemed, wonderful panel and everything, but yes. while I'm doing that, you want to switch out the uh, the posters oh! up there because we never did that, I just realized. Go ahead and hit your mics just in case you hit your mics. So. Okay, so let's see here. We'll go ahead and introduce our esteemed panel here uh first up somebody who hasn't i i might not have uh, joined us since wonderland actually is uh, our one of, one of our favorite guests from the wonderland days and everything uh deb 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 uh, <laughs> which uh just say deb about a million times and that's how you say her name also at snow bunny 143 on twitter how you doing doing good 
it's uh, two thirty in the morning in Germany, but I'm here. Hi guys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention you are in Germany, and uh, you know a, a big uh, a late night. Uh, well, not road warrior, I guess couch warrior, waiting for us to uh, catch up <laughs> to where we can finally do the podcast <laughs> with you. But I, I did. You you grabbed some magic juice uh, for for the occasion, right? Excellent. Yep. Excellent. You got to have the magic juice for awesome. sure. Okay, uh, next up, and we already uh, mentioned her uh, once here, is uh, uh, Liz, uh, which uh, was my, my, my right hand at RegalCon a couple weeks ago. We're so glad to have you, Liz. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I, 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 I see you're, you're in the middle of a move and everything, too, aren't you? So you've, uh, thank you for taking the time out, for sure. It's a nice welcome break. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I'm, ass- I, I'm assuming you're rocking the magic juice, too. What do you have tonight? I have Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. I, I'm actually going to take the first sip of my magic juice because I haven't got to uh, take a sip of it well, yet. Well, that's inappropriate. I, I would share your Twitter, too, Liz, but I, I know you you're not on Twitter. You don't have one. Guilt. Guilt, guilt, get on Twitter. I know, I need a Twitter. Some, uh, Casey's going to teach me how to use Twitter. And I know everybody keeps saying it's not that hard, but until I have one, I don't know. You'll well, get there, I promise. You need one. And you then you'll be live tweeting from work like the rest of us. <laughs> okay, uh, our next guest, and this is someone who, big helper with the podcast, Always. big uh, listener, big writer-inner, big uh, caller-inner. Also, she wears glasses. Her name is Hope Mullinax. How are you doing, Hope? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Hi. Excellent. Hi. Oh, and I also forgot to mention that you've been doing a lot of work over at uh, whatthefangirl.com, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, but, but it, definitely nice to have you on again. I don't think we've had you on a once cast since we did the Once If uh, specials back a few months ago. A few months ago, months yeah. Ago. Over the winter hiatus. Mm-hmm. Which, yes. by the way, I plug those a lot at RegalCon. And I, I, you should have heard the sound I made when you mentioned me. I was like, oh. <laughs> But, Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Yeah, but I, I did notice there was a big jump. Like there were several hundred downloads of those after after the RegalCon thing. So and I plugged oh. them in both of my panels. So so and we'll have to definitely try and do those again before uh, next year starts up. Oh, totally. Okay. Now this this is a guy. If, <laughs> this if you is listen, a guy. That's it. This is a guy. <laughs> this guy. This is a guy. Yeah, actually, that's, that's true. Next, this is the guy. Yeah, this is this is the guy on the panel besides me, and I guess that's the best way to introduce him. Bobby Hawk, how you doing, Bobby? Hey, Bill, what's up? <laughs> oh, not too much. I uh, rocking the beard tonight. I say, are you, are you rocking any magic juice? Or are you keeping it clean and clear? I got to be up at four in the morning. So oh gosh, oh, fair enough. I feel bad for you, man, because I, I, I can tell with this crowd, this is going to be a late, late night. We're like... going to have people ducking out. <laughs> Debbie Deb Deb's going to fall asleep. Bobby's just going to disappear. Oh, and Liz my... will drink a whole bottle of juice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is, oh, and last but not least, uh, the person who, if you caught uh, me at RegalCon and you saw The Apprentice, the person who gave us The Apprentice, also sometimes known as Sage of Earth, Patty. How you doing, Patty? I'm doing fine. Excellent. I believe that you also sent us this calendar, calendar we have up on the wall here, too. Yes, which is currently which, the Thank hook. you very much. Hook. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, definitely glad to have you, though. You were a last-minute uh, addition. We th- we had a full panel, and uh, and then, uh, whatchamacallit, we had we had some... Emma from Lightthrowers had to back yes. out because she had a sick kid and everything. Oy. But thank you so much for jumping in there at the last minute, Patty. Definitely appreciate it. No, no problem. Especially fresh off your trip to Mexico. <laughs> So fun. Yes, I've learned a few things while I was there. The fact that if you haven't gone to Chichen Itza, you will not get my experience. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's, not, it's not. It's not for funny. It's Uh-oh. actually for serious. Mm. Oh. Somebody actually 
graffiti inside the pyramid. Oh, oh. Mm. and now they're no longer nobody's allowed to go inside the pyramid. Oh, wow! Oh, that's rough. Like, there's been a, a rash of that kind of stuff lately. Like mm-hmm. people vandalizing historical monuments and natural rock formations. Craziness. Outlawed, I say. It's these kids Outlawed. these days. It's these kids Get these off my days. Lawn. They they just come through through a magical door from Arendelle and they, they think they own the world. <laughs> Arendelle crocuses, Arendelle crocuses. Let's go home. <laughs> okay, well I guess we should go ahead and get started with our main discussion here. Season four. Once upon a time, we had had some frozen stuff going on. Sydney Glass showed up for two episodes. Then <laughs> there, there was uh, some teasing about the author. Then the author showed up, and things were crazy. And there was an apprentice and a sorcerer who ended up being Merlin. Spoiler. And, well, I people, I know if people are watching the season four listener roundtable, I assume uh, they're assume. prepared to be spoiled. One would assume. I would assume. I would assume. assume. But uh, we're going to do this, uh, and this is kind of uh, how we did it for our Gotham uh, season one roundtable on Legends of Gotham a couple weeks ago. Bobby was also on, by the way. Uh, but we're going to start with the characters. I uh, talk about the, each of the characters, uh, the big important characters, the ones that kind of went through the most change or whatever mm-hmm. uh, through the season. Then we'll go in and talk a little favorite episodes, favorite uh, characters, storylines, all that kind of stuff. And even maybe a little criticism. Maybe? If you could find any point in the season to criticize, we, we might have some, some material towards that end. Oh, Bill, do you know me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to say something, Hope, because I... Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we could unmute ourselves yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we, mute's open. Feel free and clear to unmute yourself panel. Um, okay. And uh, the first uh, characters we're going to talk about, and we'll talk about them in a group here, is uh, Elsa and Anna from uh, the, the, the Frozen movie uh, that Disney put out and then uh, wedged into Once Upon a Time, kind of. But, okay, so uh, you have two thumbs up, Amory, so we'll start with you. I have opinions. I have opinions. Amory actually went through and watched through most of the Frozen stuff today, so. I, I, that's oh, my pretty, God, you brave woman. Well, I watch. I started to watch it in order. Until the point I literally couldn't take it anymore, which was about 10 minutes before the end of episode three, a.k.a. I thought you were about to say 10 minutes in. <laughs> when the Ice Queen shows up, and then I was like, nope, I'll go to the last couple episodes of the half season so that I watch the last three episodes of the half season. So, um, Elsa and Anna, as individuals, I love the Elsa and the Anna within their awful story and their lack of costume changes or anything to vary from the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But the actresses themselves were Elsa and Anna. Mm-hmm. They oh, were yeah. perfect, like especially es- Anna. Especially Anna I, was amazing. So. I think if they were trying to make like, a live action Frozen show, then that was like really awesome. Like, the Frozen stuff was incredibly done well, and it it was as if they had done a really high end, beautiful live action Frozen set show. But it just didn't fit into the world of Once Upon a Time in the show that I love. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I've maintained that it just, you know, it just didn't have that once twist right. uh, throughout. It, it, it just that kind of like Cinderella is there, but she's a single mom, you know, that sort right. of thing. Uh, but well, I, well, that's not technically true. There is a twist. Olaf is dead. <laughs> Olaf was just not mentioned. Well, I think he got mentioned <laughs> once. Okay, yeah, he got he one got name check. Like he got, hey, do you know how to make a snowman? Olaf died. <laughs> Let's just all be happy with the once twist of Olaf being dead. But I love Olaf. <laughs> But I, it felt like it was really forced. Yes. Unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it felt forced, I it was so hard to watch. And I kind of have brain dumped it and then have said, okay, that's where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I swear that Fire Stage and Robert Carlyle was just very done with everything. <laughs> 
Yeah, he felt very um, bored or frustrated or something, Mm -hmm. and he didn't really mesh well with those Disney characters. At the same time, it's too new. Like, Frozen, even though I do like the movie and I do like once, it's too new. There are other stuff in Disney, within the Disney canon, that they could have done and they could have stuck with. So to me, that is, like, my biggest criticism, that it's too new. I, I do like the, that it seems like they're going to be leaning towards, uh, I don't know, maybe some like 70s Disney movies like Sword in the Stone and stuff, though. I think I they're only going to stay away from freaking Disney. Go back to the literary canon. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome, Thor. <laughs> See, Roger Rabbit would make a really good choice, though, because, you know, Toontown oh, being adorable. Can we please like, go oh, back to the can we like go back to the land without color where we have literary characters like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and like Frankenstein and Mephistopheles and Faust? Like that's what <laughs> I want out of what's my time. Like I got into it because it was literary stories with a twist. Mm-hmm. Not Disney, because like that was the first two seasons. To three, like hell, even through like three B, it was still like very like light on Disney. And then Frozen came in, Disney fied everything. And yeah. I felt like I was watching a dumbed down, stupid, like drop of my show ironically ironically the whole the i think the best issue with this for frozen is probably elsa versus blackbeard that's it i I just want to see that (laughs) (laughs) that would be good and that was like my biggest problem overall is that none of the frozen stuff carried over into 4b other than a scroll yeah and i feel like i wasted my time yeah, it, it, it was it was something like I, I would like to kind of see those characters come back in uh, where in a context where they weren't so bound by the movie and like, like some, something else. And I, I kind of rewatched today, too, that I, I noticed was just that it always felt so samey between the flashbacks and the modern day, which I know they always try and tie those things thematically. But a lot of times it would be particular characters doing the exact same thing. Right. It was just different characters each time. Mm-hmm. And it just it felt very samey and everything. But I. I think what sort of happened with all that is the end of season three, um, things had sort of gone like this ratings wise mm-hmm. and Frozen was up here and they somehow got the permission. So they were like, all right, we got to wedge it in. <laughs> we got to wedge it in. We got to get to that hundredth episode. Let's I, save the show. I really think that, like at, they made two endings of season three. Right. Uh, like that, like they. They came out and said that they made yeah. two endings of season three. Right. Yeah. So that was the thing is they didn't. Oh, yeah. Is a lot of the cast didn't even know it was happening until it aired. Mm-hmm. So Bobby. They didn't. Yeah. Bobby. Elsa and Anna. Your opinion, sir. Should uh, they grow I, beards like you? Yes. yes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Become the bearded ladies and join a sideshow circus. Oh, you you I guys seriously it. don't know how jealous I would love to grow a beard. Like, I would <laughs> See, this one's fake. I just glue it on every morning. I want like an Obi Wan Kenobi beard, <laughs> or ZZ Top. But uh, anyway, Bobby, Elsa, uh, Anna. I'm, I'm right with Anne Marie. Uh, I really love them as characters. Uh, it would have been good as maybe like a three or four episode, you know, uh, story arc. But to have it as a whole half season was just way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Although I like the uh, account, like uh, what the. Duke, Duke of we- Weaselton. <gasps> Weaselton. Yes. Weaselton. Uh, I know everyone else, does, but I like the character. It's like, done well. He's just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I think I think the last one we have to hear from is Liz. Liz, what did you think of Elsa and Anna overall? Okay, my biggest comment about Elsa is why couldn't she change clothes? Because Disney <laughs> wouldn't let her. 
illegalities. Like, she she couldn't like wear modern day clothes. Like, would it really have hurt the show? Like, yeah, you know? contracts. Yeah, it's like walking around but in that. Maybe that... couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around with that dress dragging behind you is fine in a palace where you have servants cleaning the floors all the time. But, you know, out on the open streets of Storybrook with a so uh, Gus blood everywhere. I mean, you know, you definitely shouldn't do that. For sure. Also, also mm-hmm. I know she couldn't afford it. The bigger question is why didn't the other main characters pay for clothes for her? <laughs> they can't, they're all living in one apartment. Like all of the Charmings are or still borrow. in one apartment. They're thrifty. Or borrow. They're she thrifty. needs to borrow from Belle from her itsy bitsy like, uh, schoolgirl skirts and her hooker heels. <laughs> now, if they had done more scenes like Anna and Rumpelstiltskin with the dagger, like that one scene was probably one of the best scenes in the Frozen arc. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Like, like that was such a. I, I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see their road trip. Like if that, because that felt like once upon a time and like that one brief two minute scene. And well, if they had done more of that first would have been a lot better. I'd even say that the the Anna flashbacks in general, her little uh, side trip to Mist Haven, it felt more one say than just about anything else they did with Frozen. It like was, just in general. She got to interact with people and be, mm-hmm. a, be a part of their story instead of so them we can being never forget the charming wig. Never forget charming wig. <laughs> never forget. Fabio Charming. Beautiful. Fabio Charming. I'm sort of like Zen <laughs> charming but not okay ice queen and i'm going to start with let's see here uh deb 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 what'd you think of the ice queen overall because some people were like frozen sucks but uh, uh the ice queen at least was decent what did you think so i was an avid watcher of lost and she played the same chick oh, so really? when i saw this i was like oh really there's really no difference so it was kind of predictable to me mm-hmm. um but i think as a storyline i think it was good but again, I felt that that first half season was so forced. And because it was forced, it was difficult to watch for me. But as an ice queen in general, I think her story was nice. But I felt like when she ended herself, it was kind of like, all right, uh, what's next? <laughs> so that's how I felt about her. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, like, well, actually, it's weird because we've been getting like a friend of the show, Michael Lucero, uh, for example, telling us that, you know, that that the character on Lost is like what made him fall in love with Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah. And if it's the, I don't know if it's the same character we saw here. I mean, she kind of did win, win me over at the end until right at the end, like you were saying about. There was a whole, brief moment in time before she off herself. Before, yeah, before her, the whole self-defeating <laughs> thing at the end. But, uh, you know, if it's the same character as she is in Lost, I don't know if I'd like that Lost character as much as people think, say we would. Is how I feel but about I mean, her. In Lost, you have her for almost the entire show. And compared mm-hmm. to this, where you only had, what, four or five episodes? And you, you weren't able to really get into the character and really understand her as a person. Mm-hmm. And then when she offed herself, you're like, well, okay. Well, what's next now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially kind of hard just because, like, for most of the time when the character's on screen, like, I'd say, like, 60% of the time she's putting on a major front, so you really don't get any sense of her as a person. You have no idea. I, I, I mean, you know, the the one flashback where she kills her sister, but, I mean, that doesn't leave you with a good impression right. at all. So, she's an ice queen? What was that? You're telling me she's an ice queen? Yes, yeah. yes. She's as cold as ice. She's, she's cold also willing to sacrifice herself uh, for her happy ending or something like that. Okay, uh, Hope, what did you think of the Ice Queen? Pour the, pour the magic juice. Oh, I don't have magic juice tonight. <gasps> oh, no, I was talking. Deb, Deb, Deb was pour, pouring in uh, your glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting over big sick, so I'm drinking water. Um, I, I don't, you're, you're going to be surprised. I don't really have a lot of opinions on mm. it. 
she didn't leave a lot of big impressions on me. Um, she she had a lot of potential, I think. I, I I think that's what that's what Frozen felt. It was like a lot of potentials of awesome. Um, but at the same time, like I would have liked to see her have a possible and like that time with Emma. And I, I those were the conversations I wanted to see, not you know, I evil ice cream trucks. <laughs> I was gonna say the the important question is, would you buy a dilly bar from her or no? <laughs> Before what the hell's a dilly bar? <gasps> It's a what? little chocolate ice cream bar from Dairy Queen. It was like a joke and you ruined bar? it because I had to explain it. What? Uh, yay. What? No, it's just like a little, like, like it's you, a, like a little a... chocolate vanilla ice cream bar yeah. thing. Well, well, before you move, we'll go. <laughs> nah, there's not that many around here. Let's see here. Florida. Are there? Yeah. Nice. Score. Very nice. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, I guess we should mention that. Uh, Hi, the, we're moving. Yeah, the, the show will be moving to Orlando, tropical Orlando, tropical Florida. Orlando. <laughs> uh, I, I, at the end of the month, I, I believe uh, the, the move date is officially uh, July first. So yeah. So would greetings from Storybrooke be taking time off over that move? I, we, I think I, we may have enough stuff to boost through. Yeah, because we're gonna have a we're gonna be doing episode commentaries, and we have a, we which those are easy to do. We're we're gonna try and knock all those out for like the the moving time before yeah it even starts. Yep, I'm like recording that, so. a very special one this weekend that I'm super excited about. Oh, definitely. But we're not yeah. gonna tell you. About Is it because it. of your Patreon? What was that? I was gonna say. Is it because of your Patreon? Nope. No, actually not. Do we have that in the thing? Oh, oh, we uh. <laughs> We don't have the Patreon. Patreon.com slash universe box. <laughs> support, support us. Okay, support but the craziness. We're talking, we're okay. talking ice, cream. ice queen. Ice queen. Ice queen here. Who hasn't weighed in on ice queen yet that wants to? I think we kind of covered the same kind Liz of Liz has ideas. Liz, ice queen. What's up? I just I just feel like the whole, when, when, when she killed her sister, I thought that was so tragic. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I felt really bad for her in that moment. And then that's why she got trapped in the urn by her other sister. And I just thought that whole scene was really sad. It got me a little choked up. I wasn't crying or anything, but it, it got me like, you know, like, oh, that's really sad, you know? Just a bit so, like, I just Yes, I was the clinic. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that. Oh no, and that was definitely like uh, when I mentioned those moments that that uh, kind of made me like the character and everything. Right. That's definitely that one, one of, of the, the whole that whole flashback with a uh, kind kind of like her tragic backstory and everything. I really enjoyed. Okay, this one I'm sure a very minor character overall in the show. I'm sure no one's going to have much to say <laughs> about this at all. I uh, Emma Swan. Uh, if, if you're familiar, no? she, she's the blonde that wears the red jacket. Most uh, of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Emma she Sw- kisses pirates. Yeah. I, I guess we'll start here in the room and then we'll uh, branch out to the wider interwebs, Amory. What did you think of Emma's journey over the course of this season? Whoa. Whoa. Quite the journey oh, that she had season. to make this season. Um... I'm tired of talking about Frozen, so we're going to talk about the second half and her lovely road trip and Lily and Mm -hmm. her now being the dark one. Mm -hmm. Yes. If she had never taken that yellow ribbon off, she would have never become the dark one. Oh, we're not going to talk about the ribbons. I'm over (laughs) the ribbons. I'm over the ribbons. Stupid ribbons. No, I love that she's the dark one. I think Mm -hmm. this is so cool. But they have the dagger, so she really shouldn't be a danger to anyone. Yeah. Just saying. Do do you think that this was the plan from the start to eventually lead to the savior becoming the unsavior or whatever, the uncola of saviors? I could see that. I could see that. 
Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. That, it's a really interesting twist, one way or the other. I'm, yeah. I, I'm kind of excited to see where they go with I it. I can't wait to see. Where I, they I go. do kind of wonder if they they planned it out though or not. What do you think, Bobby? I don't think they planned. Like, I think they probably had the the season from the beginning planned out mm-hmm. because I mean, like they they set up Operation Mongoose in the beginning of the season before right. they started the Frozen Arc. Mm-hmm. So and then they'd revisit it every once in a while. So I feel like the main arc of this season was planned out, but unfortunately we had to fill it with that frozen stuff. Well, do you, think... do you guys think? I think we might be about to ask the same question. Oh, I was just gonna say say, but do do you think that this is uh, a plan they had for Emma, like from the beginning, like from pilot, from Henry knocking on her door, that eventually she'd eventually travel to become the Dark One? Uh... Yeah. I don't think so. I I don't think I I honestly don't give the the writers of the show that much credit, unfortunately. Pouring one out for my homies at the in the once upon a time writers room that started last night or yesterday. The writers went back yesterday. I well, maybe I, they're watching. Well, I did disagree with that a bit, where they did say that they were going to already do up the Sorcerer's Apprentice. So it is possible that they always had this planned just because of that little note back in the end of season three. Let so, me just, let me just know, throw this question like, out to the room, just because I'm kind of curious what uh, you guys all think. Where do you think Emma went when, she, uh, when the Dark One took her? Like, uh, where okay, hold on. What was that? Uh, Deb, 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 go first. Granny's diner, Granny's diner. <laughs> she was like, I need some lasagna, I need a burger, I'm hungry, and then I'll be back to grab my dad. <laughs> nice. What was that, Liz? She likes the grilled cheese, the grilled cheese. Nice, see. <laughs> But not too dark. Okay. See, now we're getting detailed. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, anyone else have any ideas on where Emma might have... Uh, Disasperated to. Off to. I think she went to another realm. ideas. What was that, Liz? Sorry. Sorry. I, I think she went to another realm. Mm-hmm. But like, how? I don't know how. Okay, how would they like... open any portals this season <laughs> without logic? Well, maybe like Dark One Power plus Savior Power combined can open a portal. See, that's or something. kind of interesting to see how Dark One plus Savior Power mm-hmm. will work. Okay. And how like, they kind of interact. You are all evil and all good. Maybe More they can't she went to Merlin because they dropped that big bomb. What was that? Hope I'm yeah, sorry. Merlin. I more likely they went to Merlin. Mm-hmm. Like to Camelot or whatever? Since we ha- yeah, still haven't probably. seen Camelot yet. Yeah, maybe there's like a spell. We, we that... see it in the comics. Very true. true. What were you going to say, Bob? I was just saying that like this is the first time the Dark One has been created since the first time, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe there's some sort of like cell, you know, like a tower where like when the dark when the dark one is created, the dark one is summoned to this tower and the knife stays behind. Are you talking about like the dark one entity or because we saw Zoso turn into the entity that you know when it is combined, oh, okay. bind into a person, then that person is you know in a tower in Camelot, like you were saying somewhere or something. I kind of like that. Like maybe they get sucked over there to that tower for like an onboarding. Like they watch some training videos, like hey, how to how to handle your dagger. Uh, you know, fifty like ways to predict the future without actually predicting the future. You know, stuff like that. Maybe she went to Disney World. Yeah, it's like a cue line. Emma Swan, you just got the Dark One powers. What are you doing? I'm going, going to, to Disney World. World. Liz raised her hand. Uh, Liz, yes. 
Thank you, Hope. No, I, I just wanted to say that I thought the whole swirling around Emma thing was so overdramatic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when when, Zo- when we saw Rumple become the Dark One, it was not as dramatic as that. But, oh, he didn't murder a man. But when we saw Rumple take over as being the Dark One, we saw him stab a dude. Like this, <laughs> we just have, like, the Dark One entity floating around Storybrooke and going, I'm going to beat you now. Yeah, this is something so, that's only happened once before. Right. That what if he went into the void? Had to, you know, whatever he had to imbue magical powers into the stagger and all that other stuff. You know, so of course it had to be dramatic. And yeah. it's the finale. And it was the finale. Yeah, and she was saving it. Regina and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. honestly, a minute of swirling dark cloud footage cost you about the same amount. It is like 20 seconds. Of <laughs> it was like the entire dark. budget of Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, what if she went into the void? I think, like, my real answer? That, no, because, th- like, we know that there's another world where Ed has, like, all the, like, black swirling masses. And we also know that Pan Shatter, Shadow could move between the voids in the world. And oh. he was able to go through that nether world into other realms. And I, I've always had a theory that Pan Shadow was actually, like, a dream spirit and could go through the nether worlds and stuff into people's dreams. I, I kind of think so, that. They, that, that, so, like, what if she's, like, in the void between all the worlds and she could go anywhere into any of them? Kind of like Jefferson's hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Morrison's uh, work on a couple comic books, Final Crisis and Multiversity, kind of plays with a similar con- concept. They call it the bleed, and it's, you know, the mm-hmm. space between uh, different alternate Earths and everything. I, I kind of like that idea, though. That maybe maybe the Dark One originates maybe from that kind of, like, space in between, like, that dream space or whatever. I like that idea a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Let's was, go ahead. Can I, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So, okay, why do you, does anybody have an opinion as to why the, the Dark stuff, whatever that thing is called, uh, was going after Regina and then, you know, Emma took it over. But why was it going after Regina? It was because she was used to be the evil queen because she's not that way anymore. Isn't it like the me- next like digital darkness? They said something like it, that. I think he was just doing it randomly. No, honestly, he said that just it was to going towards the light. It was snuffing. That's what the blackness does: was snuff out the light. Because <gasps> okay. Regina was the savior in heroes and villains, right? Right. Which had literally just happened, so that makes sense. Yeah, plus she has, uh, I, I mean, Emma's getting pretty decent, but it, Regina just has more uh, magic skills in general. You See, know? that's what I was thinking is actually that it was like lo- uh, latching onto magic because at mm-hmm. first it actually went to the apprentice. Mm, this is true. And then we yanked but it out. But then again, he was also kind of the closest, the most magical person closest by. Well, that's what too. I'm saying. And then they like threw it outside and it swirled <laughs> around and then it found Regina mm-hmm. And then Emma took it. So I think it was just going for amounts of magic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I do have a few thoughts on it. Share with the group. about the dark one in general. Mm-hmm. It's not a theory. It's just something I would like to see. I would like to make that into oh, official. Fair enough. Gotcha. It's possible, like given the thing that happened between Lily and Emma, that something similar could have happened to. Merlin, considering, you know, his backstory being the, the um, son, a.k.a. Antichrist, that they said that he was able to expel his dark darkness to become pure by baptism. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe it is possible that the same thing could have happened here, except that that entity, that his darkness developed its own entity for some reason. So, so Again, you- this is something I would 
the official theory. So basically you're saying that like uh, <clears throat> the, the dark one is uh, Merlin's darkness, like Lily uh, took Emma's darkness sort of thing. Yes, except this time he didn't give it to anybody mm-hmm. until later on. I, I like that idea. I like that I a like lot. I like that idea, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, let's see I'm, here. I'm interested to see if the whole thing with Regina is that she's been trying to redeem herself. That's been the whole subject for the past two seasons. And I think even though she's redeeming herself, there are still portions to her that could possibly go evil. I mean, my, you've seen the um, the dream sequence where she was literally attacking herself. So there's still that, you know, possibility of the evilness. So I wonder if that's why it specifically attacked her, because it's the possibilities there. Not necessarily saying she's evil, but... That's why it latched on to her first compared to anyone else who's around. Like, I, I saw that dream sequence as kind of symbolic of her being like, a, the evil queen part of me is going to destroy my happy ending sort of thing. Right. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, there there's a big history of characters having sort of uh, prophetic visions and things like that. Like, I, I think it would be interesting to see if they found another realm that had all the same people in it, but, you know, Alternate. Regina had never redeemed or been redeemed or whatever. Like, mm. maybe if Regina had, Regina had just... Uh, Virginia? Con- Virginia. Uh, <laughs> Regina had just continued on her path as the evil queen. Like, I, I think it would be kind of cool to do like a... You know, like a mirror, mirror sort of evil doubles kind of realm or something like that. So but I like guess Storybrook, California, instead of Storybrook, Maine. Yeah. Or <laughs> but I mean, I guess they kind of uh, touch kind of the same areas and heroes and villains and everything. But it's yeah. same time, it, it would be cool to see. Okay, let's see. Have I not? Uh, is has anyone not weighed in on Emma yet that wants to? Well, we've sort of already her... moved on to Regina. We we have kind of. I'm I'm giving <laughs> Emma one. No, she, she and the Charmings. She and the Charmings board the pants. Y'all see, is in the most interesting characters from season four to me. Is not on the list. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but I, 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 we'll have room to discuss them here in a bit too. Hope. Okay. Let's see. Actually, you know. Well, so- like you don't have like Zelina, and she was a big villain mm-hmm. this season on the list. Like she to me did more this season in the charm than a full season. She, they she, cried about their missing baby. She she did. They didn't I, even talk about the missing baby. I know that was my problem. The baby disappeared. We're jumping around. Deal yes. with it. Charms <laughs> did crap this season. They did nothing. Snow baby cried is and then messed up with Emma. And then David was sitting there the entire season going, what's this we stuff? You did all of it, Snow. I didn't do crap. I pushed my bro-bro out of a lamppost and took a pit for my bro-bro. <laughs> like, that's all the Charmings did this season. So I, I'm still going, where's Zelina or Robin or any of them on this list? Well, it's just, I, I, I don't think that Zelina or Robin necessarily went through as much change as some of these other characters did. Well, neither it, did the Charmings unless they were under a curse. Well, like, I, I think the Charmings, I, I, I think the way that uh, the audience viewed them changed based on some revelations this year, definitely, which is one of the reasons I wanted to include them, specifically why I included them right there. But we'll get there. Uh, we, we're still on the Evil Queen. But I figure since we're about 50 or 40, 40 minutes in, 
I, I, I wanted to go ahead, and we had a few pieces of feedback uh, that I wanted to, uh, some voicemails, some letters, and stuff like that. Uh, panel, if you could go ahead and mute yourselves real quick, because I'm going to have to play through, back out uh, through our mixing board again here. But we have a couple voicemails. I'm going to get some magic juice for this. There you go. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but I, we, we, uh, we have a couple voicemails here that I'll go ahead and play first. The first is from uh, Jeff and Colleen of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, who had a ton of fun with it was on the greeting, greetings panel out at regal con and everything but uh they went ahead and sent us a voicemail with their general impressions of the season finale and season four in general so we'll go ahead and play that first hey bill and emory hey. this is jeff Hello. and colleen hello and we want to give you our thoughts on the wonderful once upon a time finale Season four finale. Season four finale. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, Bill, it was really, really awesome meeting you. Mm-hmm. You too. Both of you. Oh. oh. At RegalCon. We had such a blast. I know you had a blast. And I won't tell the whole story because I know you're going to fill uh, your listeners in. But it was just really great meeting you mm-hmm. and hanging. And uh, anyway, back to the finale. <laughs> I think it was just so cool to see the author being chosen. That's one of the big things that I wanted to see. And we saw that. And it was just as cool as I'd imagined, you know, (laughs) choosing the right right, uh, utensil to write. Writing implement. Writing implement and seeing it glow and seeing it. It was just really, really cool. So it was very Harry Potter. Yeah. Picking the right, you know, mm-hmm. wand, yep. that sort of thing. And did you have anything to add? No, I love the I, I love the finale. I I ran the gamut of, of emotions, mm-hmm. you know, from cheering to no to <laughs> yes to oh my god, I'm gonna die. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was awesome. It was awesome. So. I- and it was very surreal to watch it, having just spent time with most of the people that were on the show. That was that was pretty trippy. It I was think awesome. I think looking for Lily's father mm-hmm. is Lily's father, the dragon that we saw in season two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or, my money says it's Merlin. Okay, all right. I'm going with Merlin. All right. that's my. And that's point. we agree with Jeff. Another like Jeff. thing is really finding Merlin and and who is he and where is he yeah. and and all this kind of stuff. So anyway. Have a great show, guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, thank Jeff you and so Colleen. Much. And yeah, I think they also sent me because uh, we we got to talking about like my dietary changes this year and stuff. And they told me about <laughs> these great almonds from Costco. They sent me these almonds; they're amazing. I it's love a them. Gigantic bag. Mm-hmm. It's like best bah. almonds I've ever had. They also sent us a, uh, a Elsa Anno Frozen Once Upon a Time TV guide that they released back in September mm-hmm. that we're going to do a giveaway with uh, sometime in the very near future. And uh, next up is Dawn, which I, I think it also just a uh, general impressions on the season four finale. Take it away, Dawn. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Dawn O'Hara. How are you? Um, I just wanted to call tell you how much I love the season finale. Um, greetings. Do you know your greetings? <laughs> well, I love that, too. I just listened to your show. But, um, I was talking about Once Upon a Time. I loved Gotham, too, for that matter. But let's talk about Once, once Upon a Time. Um, okay, so I know you haven't much lost, but I heard how you're uh, trying to get money to... Uh, through Patreon, and then you're going to watch Lost, which mm-hmm. is an awesome idea. But, uh, I won't talk. Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with that, one of our uh, new milestones over on the Patreon is if we hit, I think it's three twenty-five a month, we'll do a Lost podcast mm-hmm. where we uh, watch an episode, record an ep- episode about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Too much about Lost because, uh, you know, there's like a lot of seasons and a lot of stuff happens. And, uh, I don't want to spoil 
anything, but this this season finale of once was very lost, very lost, which proves my theory uh, that I, I've been saying all along they're they're writing the same story. This is lost. It's like a do over. Like <laughs> they were like, hey, like all this stuff that didn't quite come together for the lost. Let's do that for once upon a time. And, and this this was like this this story was so lost, but I liked lost, so. I'm in. And I felt like that's where they were going the whole time was like this like do over for Lost. <laughs> anyway, watch Lost. You guys need to watch Lost <laughs> so we can have this conversation in some detail. Um, I don't know. Your experience may vary because uh, Lost, it's, it's, a lot of stuff happens in Lost. All right, thanks, bye. Patreon.com slash universe box for the Lost Podcast. It is, yeah, I mean, well, since we're talking about it, we currently get one sixty five fifty a month. If we hit 325 a month, we will do a Lost Podcast. Yes, definitely. So I know that there's been a few people mm-hmm. at least talking to me online about Lost today. And I, I mean, the other thing is, too, is if we hit that 325 and we get that 325, we do the podcast. If it drops down to 250 the next month. We're, We're okay. still doing the podcast. Because we've started it. So, okay. On the note of Lost. What was oh, that? Sorry. Oh, are we going to uh, say On the note of Lost. I want Dominic Monaghan to be Merlin. Merlin? I could see that. Mm-hmm. Dominic Monaghan, he was one of the, the hobbits. The hobbitses. More I don't know. I know speak <laughs> hobbit. Okay, uh, here, uh, just one more quick letter from Stephanie, who I believe is in the chat room. Sorry we haven't been able to pay attention to the I'm chat trying. room so much tonight. But uh, Stephanie says, overall, I would rate this season 8 out of 10. I feel like there was too much buildup in both half seasons. Also, I would like more explanation about how magic works and how they were able to resurrect Mal. Also, I just thought of something. Uh, How was she a dragon in a land without magic in season one? And since the dark... What was that? That. Yes. I'm just emphasizing. And since the dark one is a magical entity, wouldn't it be destroyed when gold left Storybrooke? That's a good point, too, because Chernabog was. Was it? Yeah, I guess it really was destroyed. But I, no, it wasn't destroyed. It couldn't It couldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because it but I guess if there was a vessel to bring it back exactly. across the town line. It didn't have a scroll. Okay. And uh, uh, then Stephanie goes on, I like the Zelina surprise. I think the finale could have been a half season. I, I would have liked to have seen Hook and Rumpel's relationship in the alternate universe. Did Rumpel steal Belle from Hook? Also, another interesting thing I would like to point out is that people have been comparing Emma in the tower to Rapunzel. I think she was more like the Mad Hatter from season one when he remembered the past and no one else did. Mm -hmm. And that was his curse. I I wonder if he's coming back next season. Probably not. Really? Because he's shooting Captain America. Oh, he's like, you're really going to open that can of worms? But (laughs) thank you very much, Stephanie, for the feedback. Okay, and I guess we'll go ahead and get back to our talking about the characters and our lovely panelist here. Next up is... I was like, you had to open her can of worms. What was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, with with Jefferson. (laughs) I got it now. I got it. Okay, let's see here. Regina, the evil queen slash the redeemed queen. What do y'all think? I guess we'll start with Deb, 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 since she stayed up so late. I know, we're keeping her awake. We're waking her back up. I love her. I love her for Regina. She's just, ah, like, is she annoyed me? season no, I think she had annoying, but I think she's redeemed herself so many more times over and I think she deserves it at this point I'm happy and I know that she's taken her own hands which wanted her to do forever it's good to see her see her own hands 
Bill, I think we're still coming out of your audio. Oh, are you? Okay, that that must that be why you're ducking out so much. I'm so sorry about that, Deb. Uh, go go ahead. Uh, go ahead and start from the beginning of your point. I'm sorry about that. Oh, um, so I'm okay. just happy to see reformed Regina and how how lovely it's it's nice to see her not be so angry at an eight year old anymore, and how she's reformed completely. And I'm happy for her. Do you like her pairing with Robin Hood? She do you like her being paired up with Robin Hood? Uh, I don't really see them as a very happy couple. <laughs> I, I mean, she seems happy, so that's cool. But it, I don't, I don't know who else I would pair her with to really make it better. Yeah. Um, but it's her so true I, love. One of her true loves. I love them. I love them. I, I kind of wanted to hook up with Zombie Daniel. Stop trying to make Zombie Daniel happen. <laughs> to have season four, Matt. Because <laughs> we, we saw, had an entire season to watch Snow and Charming fall in love. We had entire seasons to watch Bill and Uncle fall in love. They fell in love in like three episodes because they told us because of a tattoo. Well, you got to remember in that in that previous in when they went back to fairy tale land and stuff, they had it a lot started. of they had like a year there where you know they but were we like never, roomies and stuff. As the audience saw the year, as the audience, we never saw mm-hmm. the year. We never saw the year, but we got snippets. There was the one point down. <laughs> we in got the first the day pain. and we got the last day. Hey, you know, <laughs> we never saw the Grumpy and the Dwarfs concert where Bell and Will hooked up either this season. But yeah, where did that come oh, from? Half season format. <laughs> Darn half season format. Okay, let's see here. What was that? We never never saw Evilly the evil dwarf either. (laughs) Evilly. Evilly. We we also need a return from Stealthy at some point. There's no return. Even just in flashback. Like Stealthy's Lost Journey, I would like. Only if we get dreamy. Which, by the way, I I, I declared uh, on Twitter yesterday, I think, that a a stealthy selfie is called a stealthy. A stealthy. Stealthy, uh, just for the record. Bobby, Regina, your opinion. Um, I always hated Regina, and I didn't, for a long time, I didn't understand why they were even trying to redeem the character, especially like after she killed off an entire town just because of how they felt about Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got to admit that over the past two seasons, I've I felt like she's earned her redemption. Um, you know, and now I just kind of tell myself, you know, yeah, she killed hundreds of people, but this is a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I, so, I, you know, like I said, I just really love what they did with Regina. That, that's why I love the finale. What What did you think about how how they were uh, treating her in terms of Henry this year? Because I, I I think this year is really the year that Henry finally came around to seeing him her as like a legitimate mom. You know where. Mm-hmm. Uh, where previous seasons he was still kind of a little distrustful of her. This season, it seemed like, e- even it, to the exclusion of Emma at some points, it seemed like uh, he he was really trusting in Regina to, you know, push push his plot forward. So what, what did you think about that? I kind of disagree with you. I feel like uh, Henry is the only one that has always been on her side. Yeah, I, I disagree with that point, too. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. I don't know. I had always seen him, especially in season one, just being very distrustful of her. He was but always the one in season one I was like, yeah, she's the evil queen, but she's my mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the thing is he always he would support her because that was his mom. But he's like, yeah, she's she's evil. She's she's not so good. Evil so, as the day like, is long. He, he toted the line. He saw the reality. 
family obligation. That's a little bit of that. Yeah. Like she raised him kind of in a weird Groundhog Day situation. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, Pat, Patty, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to you. What, do you, what did you think about Regina's uh, arc overall this season? Good question. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not even sure she's been redeemed because the whole savior thing is has to do with um, her being inside a book that was made to turn heroes into villains and villains to heroes. So how can one tell if she's actually a savior or not? Because considering who she was dressed up as, I am not sure she's actually been redeemed. Right. I think that it takes a lot more than what she's done so far to redeem herself from everything. Well, and we don't know everything she's done. So. She definitely has. She has a lot of transgressions, not just the killing the village, killing her dad, killing yeah. a lot of people. Lots uh, of killing, lots you know, of that badness. Whole, that whole, uh, lest we forget the whole mausoleum full of hearts that she has. I, yeah. Those yeah, are a lot that, of wrongs that, that have been. That in, partic- that in particular is the exact reason why mm-hmm. I say fool on that, <laughs> on her being redeemed. To me, the only way she'll be redeeming herself she actually gives back all of those enchanted hearts, everything she has taken while she gains power. So my question to you is, why does why does Regina have to do all that, but Rumpelstiltskin doesn't? When he has said, 300 years said, of... I said, and Rumpel. I actually emphasized and Rumpel, too, at the end of that I don't segment. think Rumpel will ever be redeemed, and I'd like yeah, to see Rumpel him shrivel like up into a 300 years of crap on people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... At this moment, based on a bit of research I've done on demon possessions, I will have to disagree. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, the thing is, they, especially considering we know for sure that the Dark One is more of, like, an entity now. And this is something that came comes across in the visual effects for that Dark One entity, mm-hmm. as as well as kind of, like, just how it behaves and everything. It kind of struck me as the same as uh, the symbiote costume or the black costume from Spider-Man that uh, eventually yeah. becomes Venom and everything like that. Yeah. That, that sort of, uh, I, I mean, Peter Parker was in control uh when he was uh the black costume had him but uh the black costume definitely pushed him to make decisions he wouldn't necessarily normally make and i know a lot of rumple's decisions his immoral decisions uh come from uh his cowardice and his his self-protection his tendencies to protect himself and everything but I, I, I kind of think he wouldn't have pushed things so far if it wasn't for that entity. So it's going to be interesting to see how he behaves now that that entity is gone. But, uh, and, as yeah. you can see me over here going, ah, I have <laughs> to up and down. I need to talk and talk. <laughs> but he had to go out of his way to kill somebody mm-hmm. because he wanted to be the Dark One. And he needed those powers to make him a better whatever. So... Well, I think the, the initial reason he got the... He took the Dark One powers was just so he could keep Bay from being, const- or you know, taken right. to the army. Yeah. Right. But he that still is. had to do... Th- he sought the Dark One powers. There really was no other way mm-hmm. than to find a guy and, and he- kill him with a special dagger not for a coward <laughs> that's why he took the dagger he didn't take the dagger to he only took the dagger to control it in order to prevent them from taking bay he killed him because he was provoked basically it's kind of like if i were to go to Anne marie and start saying all sorts of comments that would make her angry <laughs> I, 
I, I think okay. the red flag was when Zosman was when Zosman was like, "Please kill me, Rumpel. I'm really done with this." Like that should have been the first red flag. Yeah, probably. Right. But, but I, I just mean to say, and I guess we're kind of talking about Rumpel here, so that's fine. Uh, but I, I, I just mean to say that I, I think, if nothing else, the circumstances that led to him being the Dark One came from an, a very altruistic place. Uh, you know, he was just trying to save his son. And I, I just, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how much of those decisions we've seen Rumpel make over the course of the series were actual that white-hearted Rumpelstiltskin underneath it all, and how much of it was the Dark One parasite kind of steering the ship you know right but uh, it, uh, i mean he wasn't even willing to fight for mila so <laughs> i wouldn't i'm sorry sorry let's recover from the the dark one being taken <laughs> behind hope there Deb, 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 Rumple. What do you think about Rumple? Oh, so we're off Regina. Right, so I'm, I'm yes. a little confused with the white heart um, at the end. Yes. So I don't really know what that entails. And I mean, the whole, this whole season, he was like, I want Emma to be bad. I want her to be evil. And it actually happened because now she's now the dark one. And now Rumple has a white heart. So is this a, sw- a swap? Is he going to become the savior? I, I can mean, take that. <gasps> of what really I mean because again Rumpel's really good at you know perceiving the future was this him seeing that future becoming the savior and Emma becoming dark I don't know yeah and that's another thing because we've seen Rumpel make so many choices and, and walk down a particular path all the way up through the end of the finale but he has that kind of a uh, and Stephanie points out yes uh, the 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 fortune uh, telling uh, powers are different from the dark one powers right. But, you know, I wonder how much of this was him playing, maybe part of it might have been him playing dumb and seeing how it was all going to shake down and realizing that was the best course of action, too. Mm. Like, like, what would it be like if, you know, the, the end of the series, it gets revealed that Rumple was kind of, you know, steering every, everybody to their happy ending Rumpel is along. Merlin, done! Like, like, he was double, triple, quadruple tricking everybody the whole time, which is total, totally what he's character. Been doing. Yeah, like, I, I think that could be interesting, too. Mm, but, uh, interesting. Let's see here, uh, Bobby, what, what did you think about Rumple overall this season? Um, I, Rumple and Regina are my favorite characters. I think that might have to do with the actors portraying them more than the actual characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as what I thought of Rumple this season, I mean, he's been as manipulative as ever um and as far as the whole how he's going to be without the power i think he's going to crave the power still i mean just because he's not the dark one doesn't you know that like Anne said you know he um he sought out those powers you know he was they weren't uh thrust upon him mm-hmm. so i think a good portion of the season may be him trying to help them get the dark powers from emma but in all reality it's him trying to get them back for himself I- I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. And again, I, that probably comes down to the question of how much of everything is was the Dark One entity and how much was him, too, for right. sure. Like, well, and then, I mean, it's been over 300 or what craziness years mm-hmm. that, you know, this has been going on. How much of that has he absorbed, mm-hmm. even without the actual Dark One powers? I just kind of see him coming out of that weird coma state they put him in, just being like... 
hey, you, you know what? All, all that darkness is behind me. Let's have like a birthday party or something. I haven't had a birthday party in years. Or so, you know, just like, why? Let's have a birthday no, party? I, I could totally see Rumple being like, okay, I've been doing this whole epic like quest to get my son back and this, that, and the other for so many years. Like, Rest in peace, Neil. I can totally see him being like, you know what? Forget all this epic, you know, saving the world stuff or, you know, dealing with all these higher beings and everything. I'm just going to relax and enjoy my life for Who's going to come to his party other than Belle? Because mm-hmm. we just have Emma being the dark one and everybody else is obsessed with Emma. I'm not, uh, but the rest of them are. <laughs> but do you mind if I go back to my the thing I found online for sure. demon possessions? Because at the very least, if we're going to talk about this, at least let us know what range are we t- talking about? What is the possibilities? Because the nearest thing I could think of when I saw that scene is demon possession. Mm-hmm. And we know those things exist in real life. All right. Sure. Okay. So compulsions against sins, addiction, uncontrollable anger, murder, urges, attempted suicides, mental torment, fear, depression, irrational heaviness of the soul, hearing voices in your head, emotional problems, sensing of rejection for no reason, irrational emotional breakdowns, physical health problems, heart attack, obviously, (laughs) occult. powers or abilities obviously we already know what that one could entail <laughs> yes yes definitely undesirable desires and feelings sexual attractions towards animals he hasn't done that but i find that hilarious well i don't think anybody has a pet except for uh i don't think they allow Mongo. that on prime time so i don't think that's really okay. <laughs> I just thought I mentioned that one because to make everybody laugh. <laughs> Success. Success. And we're at our one. <laughs> Experiencing the demonic. Hearing them. Seeing them. Living with them. <laughs> Ancestors with similar problems. Pan. Obsession. Oh. Oh, power. And compulsive behavior. Cutting. I don't know, I don't know why that's a compulsive behavior. Well, he does have a dagger. Oh. Doesn't have a yeah, no, but they mean cutting hands. They're cutting their veins. Some yeah. people actually cut. Ooh. So those are some of the symptoms. That's why I said, considering the range, I have no idea what he, how much was him or how much was the demon. That is something we have to figure out in season five. Oh yeah, for sure, for totally. sure. Liz, what did you think about Rumple overall? Oh goodness. Um, I don't even know. Like, his character for me has not changed over the past four seasons. He's pretty much stayed the same. He He's selfish. He does things for his own reasons. He wants to preserve. He's a, like, he's kind of like Hook. He's a survivor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants to preserve himself. I mean, all the things that he did for Bay, becoming the dark one, trying to find Bay, you know, all that stuff is really wonderful and everything. And it's sad that all of it was for naught because they died. God bless you, Neil. I love you. But <laughs> I know, right? But, like, you know, I, I just, I don't think that his character has really changed much. Like, in the third season, he sacrificed himself you know, and, and killed Pan for everybody. And then, and then he comes back in season four and, and then he goes back to, he's even worse than he was before. So I'm like, what the heck, you know, kind of like, I, I just, I didn't like his regression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could definitely see that. Although I will say that 
probably my favorite moment for Rumpelstiltskin this season was just that little moment he had. And it was right before uh, the Ice Queen came in and stunk, stunk up the joint. Oy. But Rumpel was just like looking at this snow globe with Storybrooke or like the, the, the library oh, yeah. in it and everything. And I was just like, I don't know if you if you had to pick like a cover for like a complete series collection or something. Rumpel staring with uh, the the Storybrooke snow globe in his hand, I think would be Perfect. a really good way to do it for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, and this one we skipped a little bit. We'll just uh, I, I think I'm going to lump all these guys together because they're kind of all related anyway. But the author, the sorcerer, and the apprentice, kind of that whole thing, that whole area. <sighs> Emery, what do you think? Okay, see, I love the author, um, but I think he's pretty much done now. Mm-hmm. He's, you think you think he's done? I mean, not done, done. He's, I mean, he's definitely mm-hmm. not disappearing, but he's not the author now. He has nothing special about him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his real his land without magic life. He's he, just a failed TV salesman. Uh, you know, he's not even <laughs> from their world. That's the thing. He's mm-hmm. just from what the sixties. Yeah, he's from the sixties. Our sixties. He's from our sixties, so he doesn't even belong there. Um, the apprentice is pretty cool, but he's a realm jumper that nobody understands or has ever explained about. So <laughs> I've got questions once he comes out of mm-hmm. his little thing. All the answers are in the beard. All the answers are in the beard. Yeah, and Elizabeth uh, points out in the, our little private chat room here, 1966 Uh-oh. to be 66 exact. 66 to be exact. Yes. Thank you. Um, but I can't wait to see this whole sorcerer Merlin adventure and who's actually going to go after him. Mm-hmm. I oh. want Belle to go on an adventure. Give Belle something mm-hmm. to do. Maybe uh, Belle and Will uh, travel through the books in the library. Something like that. But she like even that. says she doesn't love mm-hmm. him. That's crap. I, Basically. I, I will say that the the one thing that I would like to see as far as uh, Merlin, I, I would like, since it, apparently he is behind all the books and everything, I would mm-hmm. like to see some sort of... Uh, and I, I, Patty references this in the chat room every once in a while, too, but Kingdom Hearts. Because in Kingdom Hearts, Merlin has all these books in his library yeah, right. that travel to different realms. Like, that's how you get to the Winnie the Pooh world. Is this all leading up to Winnie the Pooh? Because I'm okay with this one. Yeah, no. exactly. Exactly. I think everybody wants it to be Winnie the Pooh. I mean, if they're going to do Frozen, let's do Winnie no. the Pooh. Who, who, no. would make a good, who would make a good Winnie the Pooh? Who should they cast as Winnie the Pooh? No. I have no idea, but I, no, 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 Dr. Phil. Like, no, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite video game series of all times, but I'm so done with Disney inside my show. <laughs> no, Winnie, I love Kingdom Hearts. Winnie the Pooh was never Disney; it was already a book. I don't care. I don't want it. <laughs> what? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to speak. I'm gonna let all y'all go. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. There you go. There's Winnie the Pooh. Nathan Lane. I like it. I could do that. Well, he has he has experience with some Disney characters. Everyone wants William Shatner. Let's just throw him in a Pooh costume. (laughs) I like it. William William Shatner needs Shatner needs to be on the show. Shatner would make a Shatner would make a really good Eeyore. Just like I'm smiling on. Do you know William Shatner? Thanks for noticing me. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) We've cast Winnie the Pooh. Adam and Eddie, it's done. It's done. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Deb, 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 Deb. Uh, Are you awake? Author, sorcerer, apprentice, uh, people who stay up past 2 a.m. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> author, I don't know, man. They've been talking about that dude for a while, and they only put him in like three episodes. So I was kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. I knew it was him when he was talking to Snow and uh, Charming. Mm-hmm. I called it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Apprentice, we've seen him in past episodes, so it was nice to see him again. But he's so very cryptic in everything he says. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, all right. But it was interesting to see that he said, go see Merlin, which is awesome because I want to see Archimedes, who's my favorite Disney character. Uh, He's a cute little owl, is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's going to open the whole Sword of the Stone. I know that they talked about uh, what, I think it was season two, they had the sword in the stone, but it was the fake one that Charming gave to Snow. Yes, with the lady in the lake and everything. I wonder if what they're going to bring back with the sword in the stone portion, if they're going to have... I want Cinco Walls back. The dude that pulled out the sword. And because it's 3.30, I don't remember his name. So, Arthur. Arthur! There it is. Okay, there, Arthur. I always called him Artie. Yeah, they talked about him too, right? So. Okay. Yeah, and we had Lancelot and stuff too. We did briefly. No, it, it'll be interesting to see. I I will say that the chat room is saying that Pat and Oswald would make a good Winnie the Pooh. I can't disagree. I I honestly can't disagree. No, no, but I Who? Pat and Oswald. Uh, yeah, he, who's that? He's a he's a comedian. Uh, you've oh. probably seen him on like a he did like Best Week Ever and stuff back in the day. I love Best Week Ever. I love the '90s, all that kind oh, of stuff. I forgot it all about that. No, but I, I, I think the world of Camelot and Merlin is going to be really interesting. I would like them to see see them do something where, I, I don't know, maybe Merlin has kind of the same sort of styling as the Sword in the Stone version, but then, then have it uh, kind of mix in the, the real world Arthurian legends and stuff with it. Real too. world. Do you, do you think Camelot will be its own like door realm world, or do you think it's just going to be another kingdom in the Enchanted Forest? Like another, well, considering Lancelot <laughs> was already in Misthaven. Uh, and, they the, are, and they knew about Camelot. Yeah. I, 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 I feel it's going to be like Arendelle or something, where it's just, you know, across the river or something. Just around the riverbed. Where they can walk there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, honestly, in terms of that, my biggest hope is probably that all he ever had in his life for Merlin and Arthur is the conception story. I want to see the conception story. That is it. I will be satisfied <laughs> with that story is so messed up that I just want to see it mm-hmm. on screen. Which, again, uh, prime time on ABC. Uh, we mm. shall see, of course. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Uh, Bobby, uh, you, you were going to say something, right? I was just saying, as far as the realms go, it feels to me like most of the fantasy lands, like fantasy books or whatnot, are all part of one realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arendelle and Mist Haven and, you know. Yeah, like the classic fairy tales. They're right. all kind of in the same. Are same. in the same realm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the author. I, I was, you didn't like him? No, I mean, I like the character. I mean, the actor, rather. But I feel like the they, not only did they not set up any, like, hard rules for what the author can and can't do but like the few rules they did set up they just totally contradicted they've been throwing out their own rules since season season 3a it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) the rule is there are no rules and adam and eddie made a character that they can be themselves in and said there are no rules like it was like watching adam and eddie run around in the author's skin 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting because it see, it feels like a, a rough plot line that they had in mind from the beginning, but they keep kind of adapting it to where they end up having to be in the story at the time. Yeah. And, and you could definitely, and I, I went back through and watched a lot of the uh, Frozen episodes too. You could definitely feel like they want to get to this author right. story. They They're trying pushing. to get to this author story, but they keep like getting waylaid by all the Frozen crap. Or be needed to be entire season Mm -hmm. like it really did because like even with the queens of darkness like now after they're done like what purpose they serve because none of them were in the finale yeah that's actually probably well actually uh liz uh do you have any opinions on the author the sorcerer the apprentice and everything real quick and then we'll get we'll get to the spice girls of evil in just one second okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because i know i'm gonna make my boyfriend listen to this podcast later (laughs) so um, no, he, I'm, he's getting into the podcast. I'm introducing him Woo! to the podcast. Excellent. So spread the love. Spread the love. Listener. I'm spreading the love. So, okay, his theory is that the apprentice is Mickey, Mickey Mouse. No. And, and, and he did turn into a mouse, but I don't... I don't know how else to reference this because we've had some discussions about it, but I'm like, I don't believe it, but he does. And so I'm giving him some credit by throwing it out there to you guys. And what do you guys think? Because no one has said what his name is. His name, he might, it might be a situation that he gave up his name to become the apprentice. His names are so important to Rumpelstiltskin and names seem to always have power in the show. Mm -hmm. He might've forsaken his name to take on a title of the apprentice. Yeah. And I mean, we know from uh, Gus Gus and uh, Smee that there has been some like mouse to human human to mouse situations yes. in this world before so i could definitely uh, see that then where's mini gus gus mini i don't uh... know Cheers. i'm sorry if that guy's mickey where the heck is mini where's donald and goofy they're gonna and, they're gonna go probably with all the minor way. characters that weren't in this half season as like archie and whale and all them as soon as mickey and donald show up on this show i'm changing the channel yeah okay. i'm out <laughs> I think I think for me it would de- it would depend on how they portrayed them. If like if Mickey comes in and he's a complete I was gonna say a rude word I won't say the rude word. If he was a complete jerk when he came in, or like there was some sort of weird thing where like they show flashback Mickey before he became the apprentice and he's like this complete jerk or something. If they do something to kind of change the character a little bit, or mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe he's like maybe he's a charlatan. Maybe he's like a snake oil salesman or something. That could be interesting, <laughs> right? And I mean, um, you know, the original Mickey isn't that altruistic either, right? You know, That's- Steamboat Willie was a complete jerk to Pete. <laughs> I have nothing against Mickey, Donald, or Goofy. It's just like what Hope brought up earlier. I don't understand why this turned into a Disney show. It wasn't. Mm-hmm start as a Disney show. I mean, they brought in familiar characters, but I mean, that's because Disney has touched on every literary form there is. Of course, they're going to bring in familiar characters. So, How is it on a Disney show? It's on ABC for crowds. That doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, I I think, you know, what they've always tried to do is, you know, they they put like a seasoning of Disney on most of their stuff while uh, kind of sourcing the original fairy tales and kind of they're bringing melting. something new out of okay, it. Okay, apparently we're just sharing. Yeah, we're brain. we're hand gesturing because of the magic juice. It's fine. Magic juice. No, no, but you know, it's never been a purely Disney show. But it, it's a they. If nothing else, like it's kind of nice that they have those rights there to access because you know, like some of the stuff with the Sorcerer's Apprentice 
uh, in 4A and everything, they would have like some of the score from Fantasia and stuff oh, in did there. They? Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of always fun to just kind of have like little Easter eggy stuff. When it gets overt, like Frozen, those when it gets really bad. And the walking brooms—that's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate point. the walking broom. I, I neither. I like that. Back- that's what made Wonderland so much fun because they did nothing but book Alice in Wonderland. Yes. That's why, to, to me, Wonderland is still the better of the two shows since mm-hmm. 3D on. I agree. I really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And I think, like Hope said, it was because it had nothing to do with anything about I mean, they had Jafar in there, but it had nothing to do with anything Jafar, you know. And it felt like season one once. A few Disney nods, but there were no, like, overt Disney, like, slapping your face. But it was only yeah. good every other episode. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, from the mid-season finale to the end, that is like some of the strongest writing of Once Upon a Time ever, hands down. Okay, it's the first the half was good every yeah, other episode. The, the first half was definitely a little bit uneven. I'll give you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was not so. Let, let's but just, like, uh, we're, we're going to convert this over into a Wonderland podcast okay, now. So hey, let's put talk it out on that feed. See if anybody's still over there. <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm still subscribed, yeah. <laughs> They're all they're all waiting <laughs> they're for waiting. for the next episode. Ever, ever, <laughs> since, ever since three, I'll, oh, I could easily do like Wonderland shows for you because I I watch it probably about once a week because I'm look, thinking about doing recaps on it. If they would ever do an official release of the episodes, we could do commentaries. ABC. That's yeah, like that's my problem with the DVD over the summer is like I love 4B, but I hate it Frozen and I don't want to pay for that half. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather pay for a Wonderland DVD. Okay, last character, and we're only a, a, an hour and 20 minutes into it. Okay, oh Spice Girls. I didn't, of get e- to, I didn't get to talk about the last like five characters. <laughs> Uh, Spice Girls of Evil, and we'll start with you, Hope, since you coined oh. the term Spice Girls of Evil. And we've Aww. all stolen it. What, what do you think? Spice Girls of Evil. How, how did they come down for you overall in the end? I, I, okay, so I was not looking forward to the Spice Girls of Evil. I, that's why I coined the term. And <laughs> they ended up being my fi- like some of my favorite parts of the season because I've been so done with Rumple. I've been done with the Charmings. I've been done with Emma. I, the only, I, I, I didn't get to say it, but I, Regina was the most important character of the season for me mm-hmm. just because I didn't get to say that. <laughs> um, and, but like the Spice Girls of Evil, like I was so surprised. And the fact that they had more healthy relationship than Emma and Snow did, like they were very girl friendly. They supported each other. They protected each other. Emma and Snow didn't do that crap. I guess Snow was all like crazed cray and then Emma was cray cray. Like the Spice Girls of Evil had these like healthy female relationships that everybody should strive for. And even then, like they were so super protective. Corella ended up being my favorite villain of the season. Like I, I didn't get to mm-hmm. talk about the author either. Um, and uh, but like Corella ended up being the best villain of the season because ever since Regina, every other villain has parent problems. Every other villain has like really like family based backstories. And she was just crazy. She, she was a sociopath and we have yet to have a sociopath on the show. And so she was legit just evil to be evil. Right. Yeah, she she was the most bad, bad guy we've got for yeah. sure. And she was fantastic. And like, I just, I really wish out of everybody, Maleficent was the most boring. I wanted more Ursula. I wanted more <laughs> Corella. And we ended up losing all of them. And now we have evil Emma and back to boring charming. So that sucks. <laughs> but I, we still have Maleficent. 
We don't, maybe. We, do. we don't know where she, she yeah, just disappeared for the I, finale. Like, I, I like, like, they ended up being, I wish we had an entire season with them, which is what makes me so mad about Frozen, because, like, Frozen just wasted my time when we could have had an entire season of really amazing, three fantastic female strong characters who are just awesome, and we could have had better development with the author and the apprentice and the sorcerer, and what we got was three months of Disney crap. Well, I, I definitely think <laughs> I, I definitely think they're angling Maleficent, and and I, I think I said this in our last episode too, but uh, they're angling Maleficent and Lily to kind of take over the town while all of but our Lily main is characters. Boring. What's that? Lily's so boring. She, Wait, she like, hasn't had a chance to do anything. She's subprime Regina. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if subprime's a thing. I've had half a bottle of wine since I started. <laughs> magic juice. Woo! Everyone woo. Yeah, yeah. Woo! I, got, I got the magic juice because I got mad. <laughs> That's fine. No. It's okay to be mad, Hope. Just don't yeah. get even. You got to get fired up. That's how we do this show. <laughs> I don't know. Me, me and Sage, I love Sage, and we're having friendly debates in the chat. I, I noticed that. I noticed that over there. You, you know, I, I heard you mention, and sorry because, like, you were jumping in a lot, Hope, so sorry if I, I kind of passed you over on any, any particular character. I, I noticed uh, the author you wanted to talk about a little bit, though, so I'll go, talk about yeah. the author. Yeah, I think you mentioned the author in particular. Oh, I was talking about Regina and Rumpel, but okay. <laughs> you know what? Give me, give me, talk give, whoever you oh, want. Yeah, talk give, about. give me your quick. Oh, give me your quick. Go on. We're like an hour and a half in. It's a podcast thing. This happens in podcasting. I'm gonna drink wine. Drink wine. Okay. I, I think that's something we can all agree with. We can all. Agree we should with all drink wine. Magic juice. So, yeah. Magic juice. Except, Except for Bobby. Bobby, who has to be up in a few hours. Fine. And I, I don't like wine. Rose wine. Mm-hmm. I don't usually like wine. Well, either, you know what, Bobby? I think flavored. that I think you not having any magic juice tonight makes you an official member of the Spice Girls of Evil. So tell us what you think about them, about your your group, the Spice okay. Girls of Evil. Since I'm the designated driver of the podcast, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Somebody has to be because it's not us. Bobby's the DD. Let's <laughs> get wasted. He's not the only one that's not drinking. Oh, that's right. You don't oh, drink either. Um, I didn't care for the Spice Girls for the most part. Uh, I thought they waste totally wasted Ursula. Um, uh, but uh, like Hope, I feel, uh, I think my favorite was Cruella. And I think part of that was because they totally went up against Disney. They Mm -hmm. didn't have her, uh, do anything, you know, and they visited Great Gatsby, something that's not fantasy. So I really loved uh, Cruella. And like she said, just like she's a plain evil B.I., you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we, we know the rest of the letters, Bobby. <laughs> you, you can say it, sociopath. Yes, yes. They, that word that starts with B that he was about to spell, sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to spell after half a bottle of wine. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, but it, I, I liked him, too. I, I, I think Cruella was probably my favorite, too. Yes. Just Once cause... we got her story, unfortunately, we got it, and then we lost it. Mm-hmm. But it, let's see. He's been waiting months to do this. Spice Girls of what did you think? put a bottle of wine in his mouth. He has a bottle in front of him. I'm already there, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I I really 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 liked Corella's backstory. I thought that was very clever of the writers. Um, I also I didn't really enjoy. Um, there's a fly in here. Scary. Um, I didn't enjoy, um, oh, what's her name? See now my brain's not working because it's 
early. Uh, <laughs> Ursula. Um, Ursula. I didn't like that small episode she had, and I felt that little boat thing was forced, and they had to put Ariel in there just because it was Ursula. There was no interaction between the two, and that was frustrating for me because I felt like that is such a huge, mo- a pivotal moment of even them acknowledging each other would have been one thing, but it just never happened. Not to um, mention they also- kind of implied that that wasn't the real Ursula yet again. Like, that yeah. this was the second fake Ursula kind of thing. A different fake Ursula that is not no longer bronze statue. Anyways, and then the last chick, um, I, I, so I really do love Melissa Maleficent. She's one of my favorite baddies when it comes to all the baddies. And I think it's sweet that she found her daughter and she's so loving, but it's funny how quickly she was no longer angry. I think like she did a complete 180 and was like, well, my daughter's alive. I'm okay now. You know, I, I felt like if that would have been me, there would have been some resentment and anger toward anybody mm-hmm. who took my daughter away from me. But I mean, it was still sweet to see her reunited with her daughter as well. Yeah. Then, the then again, you haven't spent, you know, decades in the basement of a library as a dragon. So maybe, you know, that gives you some perspective. And then as a wraith. <laughs> yes. A wraith too. Wraith. wraith. Wraith oh, life yeah. is not the great thing life. About Ursula is the good guys didn't use her for information. They like the, they could have kept Ursula around and used her to help fight the other two because at the other at the time like Maleficent was still bad, Rumble was still bad, but Ursula was in on Rumplestiltskin's plan from the beginning. They could have they like not once did those stupid ass charmings go. Hey, <laughs> so what's the Dark Lion's plan? I don't neither know. Neither did Regina or Hook. Neither did Regina or Hook or Emma or any of them. It's not just. Oh, when I say Charmins, I mean all the good guys. <laughs> she needs all, all the characters. They're all idiots. Can we just call it a team of idiots just for future references? So we I don't think they're idiots. idiots. The Charmings are the dumbest things in the world. Please, where the I hell? I will defend them. Oh, I, I hey, love Liz, David. I, no, I want. I want to hear Liz's defense, though. Liz, go ahead. I love that Liz I, is getting fired up. I, I'm half through my balls, you know. Um, Give it up. Okay, so my defense for the Charmings is. Because I think that they are, they, you know, okay, besides the whole Maleficent storyline, just put that aside for a second. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the past three seasons, they have been our four, they've been our morale. They have been, you know, our good versus evil. They have light, you know, and I'm half drunk right now. So I, I hope I make sense. <laughs> she fits um, right in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so like, I just, I just feel like they have been like our moral compass and, mm-hmm. and, and I, see a lot of wisdom and like I hated Charming's long hair by the way but um sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere now but I just I, I I have a lot of respect for Charming the Charming family I really do and but I'm also very confused about the last name because I don't think that's actually last name but that's what they're called well my, that's what they should be called my rebuttal okay. is yes David has been that since day one. Even in season one, when Snow White was like, I don't know, he's the one that's been like, no, we must have faith, we must have love. If you look at back at every moment that they ever had a moment of doubt, it always came from Snow White. So yes, David is that role. Snow, all season long, has been the one messing up with Emma. It's her, She's the first one to tell lies, and David's just like, okay, then. He just like needs mother. to grow a pair of chodes, and he'll be great. And then, it's like, then it's like mother or like daughter, because Regina's the same way with Snow. 
And you cannot even deny that. You do know that the amount of times Regina has screwed up with that mother-daughter relationship with Snow and, and going to the extreme of trying to kill her. Everybody in this sh show and in life makes mistakes. That doesn't mean you're stupid. That doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I, there I are agree moments that. where I do call Regina in private, queen of the morons. And there are... No, she's the dumbest one of the group. I hate to break it. She saved Emma. Like, she's the one that saved Emma, not the Charmings. The Charmings put her in the position of darkness. Regina is the one who but stopped Emma, Emma put from herself her. in the position hey, of darkness. Hey, I didn't get to have my Regina. Okay, so I didn't get to have my moment of Regina. Regina was Emma's savior. Like, she was personally Emma's savior. The Charmings put her in that position of darkness. They made put they put Lily in that position of darkness. Regina was the one who was personally Emma's savior, who came up and stopped Emma from killing Lily. She's the one who put Emma in the right place to invite Lily back to Storybrooke. Like, she, from the beginning, was Emma's moral compass the entire season, while it was the Charmings that put Emma there in the first place. In the second. I was about to call bullshit, and then you said season, so I was like, okay. And that... But you've made a mistake right there. You said entire season. No, she wasn't. There are moments where, I, as much as I hate Hook, he was at moments had to be his moral, her moral compass. Yeah, Hook was so good all season. He was so good. What? I love Hook all season. Oh, Hook's love him. Marie. It's okay. Hate, hate Hook. Oh, well, hate. Hate. I get the bottle. Oh, so. you never get over it. He deserves her now. I still don't like he him. He has earned Emma. <laughs> He has earned Emma with all of his actions and so much Where did Bill go? Where did Bill go? Let's take a break. He'll be back. Anne Marie, I was totally on Team Anne Marie as far as Neil and Emma go. I totally think they still should have been together. But if Neil is gone, then I have no problem with. Okay, can we go back any further? Like, I still argue that Graham is the best choice for Emma. Fifty Shades of Graham is gone. No, I will agree with Hope on that one. I was definitely agree with Neil takes that cake, but we won't go there. Oh, uh, can we set, talk about what crap it is that they were like, hey, resurrection's for everyone. Except not Neil. Neil. <laughs> that was such crap. <laughs> but none for Gretchen Wieners. It was like, yeah, it was like the scene from Mean Girl. They're like, two resurrections for Anastasia. A resurrection <laughs> for Rumpel. What no was the resurrections for you, Neil. Hey, who the, the, the lady that was evil? I didn't hear a word at that stage. I think we were all talking at once. Go ahead, Sage. <laughs> No, what? Who's the lady that Bill always says is evil? That I, that we all, I at least I have. Johanna. No, the Johanna. other. Johanna did it. Johanna. Johanna did it. Johanna did it. Johanna. She wasn't. Oh, neither was Gus. Gus. I think we scared Bill away. Welcome back, Bill. I no, you didn't scare me away. My bladder did. It's fine though. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Liz, what did you think of the Spice Girls of Evil? He's ringing it back in. He's like, "This is what you were supposed to do while I was gone." <laughs> we ended up having a debate. A friend, I heard. A very friendly I heard. Debate. We talked about Neil. That was a fun debate. Okay. Okay. So I my thoughts on the Spice Girls of Evil. Ursula's story was too short. Mm -hmm. it, it came too quickly, and then she was gone. And then Corella, it 
for me, Corolla storyline um, makes a debate for the whole um, evil isn't born, it's made. Because we've been, you know, for the first since I've been saying evil isn't born, it's made. It was born in her. So I'm just like, wait a minute. They, they, it seems like they're taking back what they originally said in that one character. So I was confused with that. Go uh, ahead, Hope. Rebuttal. <laughs> Actually, I know the explanation. I, I, I'm sorry. I was on Facebook. I got a message from my editor. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Patty had an explanation. My editor, and I didn't miss. I missed that point. What was it? Yeah, I, I do have the explanation to why we don't see that evolution. I, I, I heard evil wasn't born and it's made, and that reminded me of the Jabberwock from Once Upon a Time. So I'm going to go back and respond really quickly to my editor. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. But I, I think Patty had something to add here. Yes. So. Well, and I remember, like, and that the reason why I like I never re- thought of that portion. It's just because I remember psychology <laughs> from college <laughs> several years ago, where according to like for psychopaths and sociopaths, they actually learn. You have to literally when they when they're born to show them love and intimacy. Without that love and intimacy, they go into the, that psychotic state. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm gonna even mention this. Uh-oh. But there's a famous, please don't laugh, there's a famous monkey experiment where they actually showed what is more important for baby development, comfort and love or food, where you used to see like one little rack has a towel and stuff like that, or the other one just has food. It turns out babies, where the for towel rack is the one they first mom. It goes even more sicker when they decided just to take at one point separate just having the baby with the towel rack mm-hmm. and the baby with the food. The people with only the food actually became abusive monkey parents. So this actually they- reminds me of the show Dexter. <laughs> I wish I don't know if any of you watched that show. I, I wish it, I wish it was Dexter. It's actually real life. They actually created laws for animal abusive afterwards. Uh, Angel in the chat room asked, are you talking about Marlo's monkeys? Yes, oh, Marlo's monkeys. Yeah, yeah Angel, Angel is training to be a psychologist, so she would know all about that stuff. Like She's in her master's degree right now. Hey, Angel, hi, hi friend. I'll email <laughs> you back in a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, okay, so arbitrary scale. Oh, hey. No, we, we do have some more discussion topics, but I figure we go ahead and do the arbitrary scale now. Okay, so let's see here. Out of, out of six misguided plot points, <laughs> how many misguided <laughs> plot points would you give uh, this season? Amory, we'll can start I, with you. Can I ask a clarification question? Sure. Considered the two half seasons as separate seasons because they're going to have different ratings. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think that's actually completely fair. So yeah, that's okay. Fine. Okay, so season one of the discussion, um, <laughs> it gets um, a two out of a six. Two. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. Why? Frozen. I don't need any more. Fair enough. Go ahead. Can we not? Uh, four B. Four B. The other half gets like a. Well, I'm going to actually give it a six because I know that I gave it a perfect score for the finale. So Fair enough. Fair enough. How, how, how's the magic juice treating you, Amber? I'm done with it. It's too sweet. Fair enough. Fair I enough. haven't really drank I'll it. I'll finish it. <laughs> Send it out to California. Let me UPS it to mail, you. Hold mail on. it to me, man. Mail it to me. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, Deb, 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 out of six misguided plot points, how many misguided plot points would you give this season? Okay, so first, first half. 
one because mm-hmm. of Frozen again. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, I'd give it a five. There were things missing that I was looking for, but it was still a perfect ending. And that's exactly what Once is known for. So I'm glad it ended that way because it keeps me excited and intrigued for the next season as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, uh, let's see. Bobbert, what do you give it out of six? <laughs> Uh, the first half, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed most of the characters and how they were portrayed, and it would have been great as a shorter arc. But trying to stretch that out as a whole half season just didn't work. Um, and then as far as the second half, I'll I'll give it a five. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, I thought they wasted again, like I said earlier, they wasted a lot of characters like Ursula and whatnot. And I feel like they uh, did a bad job of defining the uh, rules of the author and the apprentice and whatnot. Fair enough. I, I will say that uh, Mutate in the chat room gives it five out of six Bridezilla foot stomps uh, because they wasted <laughs> Will and where the heck was on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Uh, Liz, out of six misguided plot points, what do you give it? Uh, I, you know, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna round up the whole season. So for me, it was four out of six. I I enjoyed the Frozen arc. I you know I enjoyed both arcs actually. You know, and sometimes I spew hate read out for some certain episodes. But, As do we um, all. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. So, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the scene. I really did. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Hope, out of six misguided plot points, what do you give it? Yeah, I think I'm going to follow Bobby on this one. Um, I, I, I would say three out of six for Frozen. Um, if it was a live-action Frozen show, I, I enjoyed it as that. It just didn't fit in the world at once. Um, and I also, I thought, you know, one of my favorite new characters is Will Scarlet, and he was so much better in 4A before they just like totally threw his character away in 4B and he got me through 4A like (laughs) he got me through and he was so great all the way through and so and then for the second one I have to I have to go with Bobby again uh five out of six I I thought it was a very strong season it made it felt like old once it felt like we got back to that and it was it was it was fantastic I I loved second half as much as i'm grabbing about it i really did love the second half and we got august back and i love august i didn't even mention that yeah i yeah, love we... august like he he was one of my favorite characters in season one like i loved august from the first day i saw that mm-hmm. beard and that in that motorcycle <laughs> all over he is so sexy <laughs> yeah, i know i know i'm so jealous yeah did you, you got, touch your I got beard? Beard? yeah i was gonna say you, you got your picture beard? taken did you touch your beard i got a picture with him. Did you like put your face to his beard? He I was hope. so like, I like beards. So I'm sorry. My face, like he was. Like, I could have kissed him, but I'm not single. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there are celebrity rules. You can kiss celebrities when you're dating. Oh, he was so nice. Hope he was so nice to me. Like I got to talk to him for like two minutes. Hope, I oh. will just say that this hand has touched both him and Whale. Oh. So I'm going to say. <laughs> this one right here. I, oh. I, I've, I've had a nice handshake with Whale, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, Patty, six misguided plot points. What do you give it? I'm going to do what Liz did and just do in general. I think I will give it four out of six but all around. For the, in the first half, it was pretty much even. Like there was nothing good. It was nothing. There's nothing good. good. It all say, just there's nothing bad I could say. <laughs> no, I, I'm and there's nothing bad I could say. It was just there. Right. And that is strange since Frozen was awesome. <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the last half, I did enjoy it more. I did enjoy how you got to see Cruella's happy ending, killing the dogs. 
it's like that's the version that would have occurred if she succeeded in the movies. <laughs> so uh, I think everybody here mentions, oh, I'm so glad that it's so different. No, that it, that's basically her from the movie. She's always been a... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 a sociopath is, is what, yeah, what that was. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed the second half. It was emotional. We were all screaming at one point, saying, "What the heck?" But I think all around, it was a good season. Okay, and as for me, I'm going to give it 75% because like you guys usually do week to week, I'm not going to respect the, the scale at all. I'm giving it 75%. numbers like 10,523.578. And the one time I actually respect the scale. I just respect it. No, it's fine. You guys don't care about what I think anyway. I've been talking all, all year about this. Stuff. I thought you were going to be what do you think to the Times of Pi about this season? I, uh, <laughs> 25 digits of pi. Um, no, I don't. I, I can't even but get But the last it. 25, not the first 25. Okay. You know what, guys? Okay. Lightning round time. Okay. okay. We have a bunch of other topics here. We have – I figured this was going to go two, two hours. hours. We're about – 17 minutes shy of that so lightning round here we're gonna go through some some real hot takes some real hot topics here first up favorite episode so far well not really so far for the entire season and why for me that's why i had to ask because i was like hat tricks my favorite episode so far (laughs) (laughs) no for for season four for season four these are all for season four favorite episode i as for me i'm gonna go with sympathy for the deville i just think Mm -hmm. it was the strongest standalone standalone episode overall for the season a really good one and done story uh amory what do you think finale finale i loved it it gave me everything i wanted all of the happies Mm -hmm. Everything you didn't know you wanted. Everything, well, some of it I did know I wanted, but like Emma becoming the dark oh, one yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just awesome. It made me happy. It made me do this type of face on the internet a lot. <laughs> so there's that. Excellent. Okay. I, I want to see Dark Swan. I want to know yes. what that looks like. I also love the the Snow Regina. I'm going to call her Snow Regina because she was just so freaking adorable. Yes. Snow Rena. Yes. Snow Rena. Is Snow that what we're going to call her? That's but what he's going to call her. I love and that was my favorite. Excellent. Okay, Liz, what was your favorite episode? I would agree with Emery, the finale. It, it sticks out most prominently in my mind, and I really don't like Dark Swan, but whatever. <laughs> I love Dark Swan. Okay, let's see here. Hope. Oh, wait, what do you say? What do you say? You know the question. Uh, it was a toss-up between Sympathy of the Deville and Heart of Gold. Um, I've never been a big fan of Oz or Selena, but I really loved her for the first time ever in Heart of Gold. And, like, there were some really great Will Scarlet moments that felt like Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But with Corella, we finally got a villain that didn't have parent issues, and she was just cray-cray to be cray-cray. Yeah. Cray-cray all the day-day, for sure. All the day-day, bro-bro. <laughs> all the day-day. Okay. Uh, but with Bill Bill and Baba Baba. Thor. What did you? What was your favorite episode overall? Um, I'm gonna say uh, sympathy for the Deville for the same reasons that you mentioned, with an honorable mention to the finale, regardless of all of the uh, plot points or uh, plot holes, rather. Fair enough. Fair enough. It seems, it seems I, I I picked a pretty popular opinion here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Patty, what was your favorite overall? 
I would like to say Quorum <laughs> Souls. Uh, okay, oh, just because fair. it had a good a good blend of Disney references and Once Upon a Time Lord that I cannot help and enjoy. Besides, that is the nearest we're ever going to get to. So might as well enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, next up. Favorite character. I now I, I did split this up. I'll go ahead and say new character for season four, and uh, old character in their for their role in season four. So I, as for me, the new character, my favorite new character is definitely the author, just because he's he's rascally, he's creepy, he's cool, he's fun, uh, and just like the first time he made an appearance, he was like. <laughs> like that. So it was really wow. fun. And he hit his wow. microphone, Can you too. not ever do that again? <laughs> Henry, be dead. Henry, be dead. Henry, be dead. <gasps> oh, no! best part of the series. No! Right. That was the best part of the entire episode. I know, right? <laughs> Please be dead, Henry. Please be dead. Damn it, I broke that he lived. Oh. I forgot the ogre. <laughs> and as far as classic character, I'm going to have to say Rumpelstiltskin, uh, as far as his arc in season four, just because interesting as always. Like yes. it. Good, bad, indifferent. At least it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It went places. Mm-hmm. It did Even things. if Robert Carlyle wasn't there for about half of it. <laughs> Not really. Uh, so uh, let's see. Amory. Anna. 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 I love the, the Anna. I love that as my new character. Um, and Robin. I really enjoyed Robin and Robin Hood face. I, I like your note of Anna and Robin, but obviously not together. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I will say since Liz is here, and we'll we'll talk about this a bit more on the RegalCon episode, but Liz, you can confirm I did the face in the place, in the space near the guy, right? What, what yes. did the guy yeah. think? Uh, the, the, the guy, guy was the guy, not aware. The guy did not see it. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, there is a call for Isaac face in the chat room. Isaac face? <laughs> I don't uh, let me switch back over to the dog. Hey, this is Isaac Face. <laughs> this is Isaac Face. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got uh, Isaac Face. Okay, next. Okay, uh, dev, 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 Favorite character. Okay, so my favorite is Anna because I thought she was the perfect representation of a human in cartoon form. And mm-hmm. then my favorite secondary character was Gina. And then I guess I would equal that to Hook because they're both changed from the from first season up until now so that was my pick see actually one of my big complaints for 4b overall was just that hook was really diminished in like the last half of it I, Boring. I a little bit yeah he got he got the lead man syndrome which charming had for the first four seasons yeah yeah basically but not as much philosophy yeah there was no zen I, I, Amy P in the chat room, which we probably should have brought on tonight, but uh, I, a, Amy P in the chat room says her favorite new character was Anna, and the classic was Hook and Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, yeah, uh, what we just heard. Me and her share a brain. We've been talking about it tonight. Okay, uh, Liz, favorite character, old and new. Okay, new would be Will, and I never watched Wonderland, so for me watching him and his character like honestly i i don't think they did enough with this character this season i'm so i'm in agreement with you guys on mm-hmm. that one because they they over like they did not use him like so okay they but i like paid him. him a lot of money to do nothing well. <laughs> yeah god bless him and you know and and then you know i thought that his the relationship with bell was really nice but you know she doesn't love him and she was he was a rebound whatever it happens and my all-time favorite character is August. Yeah. Pinocchio. Liz. Pinocchio. Liz. 
the first half of Wonderland is rough, but it's okay. But if you get to that mid-season finale, the second half is the best written part of, of Once Upon a Time ever. And it has the best villain ever in the Jabberwocky. You're going, if it ever comes out on DVD, yes, you know, I'll watch it. And then the Anastasia has a better redemption story than Rumpel and Regina put together. And they do it in a shorter amount of time. Red Queen Redemption. Cool. Red Queen Redemption. Yeah, like like seriously. I have the entire I have the entire series of my computer. Write me and I'll send it to you. Yes. <laughs> no discussing no discussing secretly sending things on the stream, Hope. Hope. Favorite character. Uh, well, Slappy characters is still Jefferson and Whale, which I'm, uh, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> so I, I, we weren't asking that of you. We know already. Yeah. Other but than I, them. Other I than think them. that's why I like Will Scarlet so much, because he's that neutral character. There's not a lot of neutral characters, and that's what I always liked about Jefferson and Whale. They weren't good or evil. They were just, like, caught in the middle, and Will has always been that anti-hero neutral character. And he carried the show for me through 4A to get a 4B before they threw him away. Now, I gotta say my honorable mentions are Corell and Anna. Like, I, as much as I hated on Frozen, I loved Anna so much. <laughs> and Cruella was just the best villain that came out of this half season. Oh, yeah. You definitely, I, I think everyone agrees across the board that uh, the actress who played Anna did a fantastic, job. fantastic She was so job. good. I, yeah. Yeah. I really think the Elsa was good, too, but Anna just, mm-hmm. like, Anna, hit that... Yeah. They the they park. didn't give Elsa, Elsa enough to do outside of like just acting like the character like she was on right. Disney on Ice or something like that. Yes. Yeah, like I, I feel I wanted to see Elsa have like that Anna and Rumpelstiltskin moment where she Did, got to do that with somebody else. Bobby, favorite characters. Um, for this season, I will say new character. It's a toss up between Anna and Cruella, mm-hmm. and then uh, overall, I'd say Regina. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, out of all the characters on the show who haven't been romantically involved with Regina, if you could pick any <laughs> other character on the show to be romantically involved with Regina, which character would you pick? I've always liked her with Archie. I think they're really cute together. I think he can really help her a lot. I I, I really like that. Like I've seen a lot of like posts about it, and well, I also just really want Archie to have a somebody because Archie is the best character i wanted to see evil archie all the times they turned the characters evil we we all want we all want archie to be happy but to be fair i did ask the question to bobby so (laughs) what was that i was saying obviously she's thought about this more than i have (laughs) (laughs) i also didn't hear the question because i had a half a bottle of wine (laughs) that's fine i didn't either and i'm asking the question so i mean that's like (laughs) insane right who put this guy in charge of this stream? Okay, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, lightning round, lightning round. Got to keep it moving. Patty, favorite characters. All right. My new favorite character is tossed between Corella and Anna. And my classic favorite character is still Belle. She's still my favorite princess. That's not going to change anytime soon. That's fair. Hopefully That's fair. she gets to actually do something next season. You have your bias and you admit to it, which I can completely respect. Yes. Okay. Fair- Over in the chat room, Angel's favorite new characters are Cruella and the author classic was going to be mm-hmm. Regina, but then Henry stole it. Go. Okay. And this one's going to be a super lightning round. No one gets more than about 15 seconds for their answer. Oh, okay. For the you love guys of ready? Pete. Favorite storyline arc. As for me, I love the meta magic of the author plot. While it did get a little wishy-washy at points and Rumpel's motivation and everything was all over the board, I think it ended up being one of my favorite slow reveals they've done. Just love the meta stuff in general, so really love that plot line. Anne-Marie. Regina and Robin. Regina and Robin. Okay, uh, let's see. I, uh, I think my favorite one was 
Lucas, McCrilla, and then, um, God, my brain is literally not working anymore. Um, Henry getting his own episode. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Especially because I hate his own Henry. part episode, too, which was kind of fun. Okay, let's see here. Liz, favorite storyline and or arc? I'm with Anne-Marie, Regina, and Robin Hood. Excellent, excellent. People people like their outlaw queen. We're sticking queen. to our 15 seconds. Yes, Go. yes. Okay, hope, 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 hope. Uh, finding the author finally, the process of getting August back, meeting Isaac, Operation Marlin Goose Part 1 and 2, and Henry becoming the author was a great progression throughout the season, which brought back points from previous seasons. We ended up getting a great character in Isaac, who ended up being a fantastic villain. I should have timed you. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, that was pretty concise, definitely. I like definitely. it. I just okay. straight from the notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now this one, I'm going going to shorten your name to just the first letter to save time b what do you think <laughs> uh, i was really looking forward to the author but uh unfortunately i feel like like i said earlier they didn't really explain too much about it but still operation mongoose the whole main story arc was my favorite of the season excellent and uh finally we're ending up in the lightning 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 round with patty patty what do you think oh god um i would like to say august and Geppetto. Oh, they were awesome. Hi. Oh, very I like cool. It. I like and, it. Yeah. A, a nice return to from Geppetto too, for sure, mm-hmm. which is always mm-hmm. fun. Okay, so uh, last here, I think to wrap up, I, I know we have way more points here than we could ever possibly get to. Let's go ahead and do theories. What do you think is going to happen in Woo-hoo! season five? Uh, now, as for me, and this doesn't have to be lightning, lightning, just lightning, light. Uh, but uh, so twenty as, seconds. Yeah, exactly. As for me, I think I, I still like my idea I had a couple seasons back of Rumpel leading a group of kind of slider type hero people across the realms uh, to kind of maybe chase down Emma or Merlin or something like that. I could definitely see that. I, and I, you know, I mentioned all my other theories in the last episode. I can't remember them. Go watch that one. Uh, Emery. Your theories for season five. Things will happen. Things will happen. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Things will happen. What will happen to Henry? Goes to Hogwarts. No, because I really goes to Hogwarts. Goes to Hogwarts. Yes. I I think that's fair. Okay, I think I approve. (laughs) Okay, uh, he does need to go to school though. Let me tell you. Deb 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 deb. Theories. Okay, so I I think that Merlin is gonna be Lily's father. Um, I think he's the other dragon. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Merlin was the original dark one. So that's my prediction for next season. Ooh. Very much like that last one for sure. For sure. Okay, Liz. Uh, and I, I, I see in the notes here you say, I hope you guys like my theory. We don't. Go ahead with it. Stop that. <laughs> she mean. Know, she knows, so mean. She knows oh. I'm kidding. She knows I'm kidding. Kidding. Okay, I'm going to read from the notes so I get this right. Okay, I think that once they find Emma, which I don't think they will be as easy as picking up the dagger and calling her name, because I think she disappeared to another realm or something, but I think that Rumpel will eventually become the Dark One again. It makes no sense for him to remain as plain old Rumpelstiltskin. That would be boring for him to be in Starbrook with no powers. We are all used to the character having magic. Without that, he would be boring and just wouldn't work on the show. It wouldn't vibe well. That's my theory. Liz, Bill is always wrong. That's a fantastic theory. What? Thank you! What happened? What's going you on? You were wrong. Let's move on. I, I was oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They her her theory uh, was basically that I'm completely wrong. I I agree with it. I like it. I, I like That's it. That's really good. 
For, no, but I kind of like that too. Like uh, the idea that all these characters eventually come back to kind of like a, a central morality point. Like the dark one will eventually always come back to being the dark one. Right? Until he's dead. 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 Even when I he's dead, he's not dead. Theory. I feel so proud of myself. <laughs> you definitely should. You definitely should. Although it con- contradicts my theory, so I don't actually support it. Hope, what's your theory? Um, I think like since they established this season that world hopping is really easy unless your name is Rumpelstiltskin, um, I, I think we're going to do a lot of world hopping. Um, with Zelina still around, we might go back to Oz. I think we'll finally go to Wonderland and finally get Will's story. Um, so I, I think we're going to just, I really don't know what I think because Emma becoming the dark girl kind of feels like end game for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, and it's not as much as a theory. I just kind of want it. I want a, just one scene of Hook or uh, of August giving Hook 20 questions because it's the big brother theory, uh, figure giving the boyfriend the shovel talk. I just want that scene. <laughs> I don't even care if it's a theory. I just want a scene of <laughs> August, like just roughing up Hook over Emma because he's the big brother figure. I could definitely see that. I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. But yeah, I just I think we're just going to be world hopping a lot this season. Yes. Yeah, I we, see a lot of world. I I'm completely okay with that for sure. Yeah. As as long as I really want them to go back to the land without color so mm-hmm. bad. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to think of another way to say Bobby, but I can't. So Bobby. Roberto. Uh, Bobby. Bobby, Thor and Bobby, Bobby. Thobby. Bobby. Bobby. That's your Bobby. Oh, that's your, like, Bobby yeah, that sounds name. great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping that we'll finally get some more backgrounds on the origins of uh, the Dark One and the author and the apprentice. And maybe we'll learn that Belle's mom was the author before Walt was. Yes. Amy P's theory that I, I, I think all of us are still loosely supporting. At least loosely. I'm a full on board. <laughs> He's like, I'm 100% Amy P's theory. For sure. Okay, let's see here. Patty, theory, season five. What do you think? Boy, several... What was that? Hades several. Oh. Hades will some first ones. Hades will somehow come to the show. He's the only big Disney villain who hasn't showed up. I Which just want Hades. Awesome. If Poseidon exists, Hades exists. There is no question here. Would you like to see him played by James awesome. Wood? He hasn't had much of a movie career lately. Yes. Maybe he could Yes, fine. James Wood, I don't care. It has to be Hades. Somebody who could play Hades. He's my favorite Disney villain. Nice. I He's also my have, he also surprised I have another theory. Rumpel will adopt Saltine the dog from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he does have a dog. The dog right. even does transformed into it. I'm not sure what kind of dog, but it's still a dog. That could be fun. Rumpel's best friend. I like it. Yes. Somebody who would like Rumpel despite everything. Mm. A good friend. That is a- oh, and here's... I know that they... Um, Liz says that Rumble's going to be born. I disagree. I think it's probably going to be a lot more interesting knowing he doesn't have the powers. Mm-hmm. My personal hope <laughs> is the fact that he'll lose all of his memories. Every last one is up for the past 300 years. We don't even know if Rumble is still alive or is going to when he wakes He's up, just frozen. He, 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 he's in one of those classic contract negotiation comas. Yes. Where, they, where they're trying to figure <laughs> out what to do with them. Think he's about like, the only reason I mentioned he's losing all of his memories is because sometimes with demon possessions that I've heard that they do lose all their memories so they have no idea what the hell happened or mm-hmm. what they've done. Mm-hmm. So imagine the entire town against him. He's actually owns half of the town and he doesn't even remember any of it. Or he okay, just remembers cool. back it, he it just remembers cool. back to the ogre wars like <laughs> I all I know is that my wife's Mila and I have a limp. 
you know, that sort of exactly. Thing. It's kind of, it's going to be very interesting to see him navigate through that, and hopefully they do it well. <laughs> um, okay. What another th- two more? Neverland Pirates are the owners of Storybrook Casino. Or they, were by, or, or they were killed off by Hook and his pirates in a mass murder. Oh my. I like it. <laughs> yes, I'm a very cool, I, I'm cool to Ron Bellers, which I am one, but I can also, that's probably the only thing I could think of that's why they're not around. Mm-hmm. Oh, my last theory, Mushu's the Lily's dad. Ah, I just want And Chimail. Um... Chang, Chi Chang. I actually think that uh, the nutty professor is Lily, Lily's dad. Uh, Flubber? Uh, vampire in Brooklyn is uh, is Lily's dad. That's yeah. my theory. Professor. Hmm. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Okay, let's see. So I guess we should go ahead and wrap up here. What I'm going to do. Oh, but the last one's the best. The last one is the best, but we're already over two hours, which I think makes this actually our longest podcast ever. High five, Anne Marie. High five. Oh, High five. We missed. There we go. What there if we, we could do like a 10 What's second round? last week's episode two hours and 14 minutes? What was that? Oh, oh, oh 100, was 100th episode two hours and 14 minutes? Probably. No, 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 so we're not there yet. No, no, no. no, last week, the finale episode, it was two hours and 14 minutes. No was kidding. Really? So, so we have time to kill. I guess we might as well go <laughs> ahead and do the last point then. You know All what? All right, let's do it. You guys have convinced us. Let's go. And let's... you guys are going to be around much summer so this will be nice oh we'll yeah, be around yeah. it, I, we'll I have feel bad. summer to listen to this i do i do feel bad for deb 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 though i know probably She's... like five o'clock in the morning there or something i hope you i'm get... gonna i'm gonna take my point and i'm gonna peace out so that's a good idea <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> Let her go first. Okay, so we'll say goodbye to Deb, and then we'll finish up with it. Or do you want to do this last point? Yeah, let's do the last point, and then I'm going to go to bed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, let's see here. Gun to your head. I think it's going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let She's me con- tired. Okay, sorry about that. I'll get out of regulate. Let's get critical. What's one thing the show could improve on? What's one thing you would like to correct about Once Upon a Time? For me, I will... No, you're not going first. Deb is going first. Oh, Deb is going first. Sorry. (laughs) Deb. Deb, 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 Deb. What they could do is for the characters that we haven't seen all four seasons, they need to do better backstories and give us more information where they came from, what drives them, who they are, and why they are who they are. Like that small little episode of DeVille was awesome because it Mm -hmm. told us how she was. We don't get that for a lot of characters, so I'm hoping to see that mm. in the next season to give us more of an idea of who these people are. Like and a... I had a great time. I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me on. But it's 4.30 and I'm going to bed. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Much. Great having you on. We'll have you on again solo sometime. We'll, we'll blow up the doors off. It'll be fun. Have fun in Germany. Goodbye. Guten Tag. <laughs> Okay. And as for me, uh, critical, uh, first of all, no more Frozen. Let's not do that. No more Frozen, please. You're the one who said you wouldn't mind if they came back. I, I, but no more Frozen that literally. Okay. That's fair. I would like to see maybe Elsa come by and go for a girl's night out or Anna come by and maybe, I don't know, uh, teach Will how to talk to Kristoff or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. But I, I, I just hope that in the next uh, season they focus more on the once twist uh, versus the strict adherence to Disney, which I think has been a common theme in this episode. 
Uh, for sure. It, it, it almost, it, actually, you know, there were certain points in 4A where it almost killed the show for me, where I was yes. like, I was. We pushed we, through. We were seriously yeah. like a week away from being like, okay, we're probably not going to do the show anymore. Part. We'll do some commentaries for season one, but it's getting a little much. But then it came back around. And then it, so yeah, it and okay. then it got really good. So just don't do that again. Yeah, we'll just uh, don't do that again. Emory um, critical. Um. Stop rushing the good plots and taking forever, forever on the <laughs> sucky ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what else do I have to say about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be I think pretty common that's, here, too. Pre- that's pretty good there. Just uh, okay. stop rushing the good stuff. See, Liz, what do you think? What could they improve on? See, I didn't really have much of an opinion on this one, so I stole my boyfriend's opinion, <laughs> and he was... He was he was like, you know, he wants more storylines, more characters in the show. You know, the old characters that was from season one and, and some new characters. He wants to see Roger Rabbit, so. Like, like I, I could definitely see yeah. Roger. Ro- I, I could see Roger fitting within the context of the show. I don't know if I could see Roger fitting within the budget of the show. Like, I don't know if they'd have, <laughs> if they'd have quite enough money. And they want to get the What was that? Uh, both, two people were talking at once. Hope, go first. I was going to say, unless they go to Wonderland, because we have the white rabbit in that one. That's very true. And, uh, Patty, what were you saying? I think it's going to be a pain in the butt, considering it was a pain in the butt making Roger Rabbit getting Daffy Duck. Oh, yeah, all the rights and everything. I think that's the whole reason why Roger Rabbit is so good, because this is the only time where we get to see them interact. We get to see Daffy Duck with Donald Duck. Mm -hmm. We get to see... Let me, uh, Bugs Bunny going off with Mickey Mouse. We get to see all these old cartoons coming together into one place, and it was a pain. The legal, oh my God, the legal. Just just go on YouTube and watch them just making, like the making of it. It's it's great. Yeah. I can only imagine the pain in the the pain that they must have gone through just to make it. Oh yeah, Yeah. all all those contracts and everything for sure. Yeah, the main character like didn't even act with anything. He acted with like sticks and balls. (laughs) It's great. The the making of it is great. Nice. Okay, so let's see. Hope, do you have any critical thoughts? No, we can probably just move past you, right? I promise. Um, I would just love for them to go back to full season formats again. Um, that way we can focus on those plots, those bad plots, those good mm-hmm. plots and everything, and we can have better plot developments. Um, so to me, the, the half season format ever only ever worked for Neverland. Um, and I would just love to see our minor characters go back. I hate not looking in the background and seeing Ruby and Archie and Whale and everybody, like the, and Granny and the dwarves, like... I miss those relationships of, of of those minor characters. Like seeing, I don't I don't think Ruby uh, Snow would be as cray cray without Ruby there because Ruby was her best friend and like that she was the one that like kept Snow grounded for the most part anyway. And so I want them to go back to a full season format and to bring back the minor characters because that ensemble was what made me love the show. Yeah, I would definitely like to see for season five just a situation where like you know most of our main characters, our main players are off realm jumping, and then we have like the you smaller know- characters and Maleficent back in Storybrooke or something. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly did a great article about how Once Upon a Time needed a box episode. And a box episode mm-hmm. is just where it's minor characters and it just focuses on them and like what's been going on in their lives and their mm-hmm. stuff in their lives. And so I, I would love that. I'd be so happy with a box episode. Like the oh. Zeppo episode of Buffy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just like one room, a bunch of characters kind of bouncing off each other. Maybe Always they need a fun. town dance. 
Okay, I, I guess I, let's see here. A Bobby, what, what do you think they once could improve on for season five? I just imagine um, <laughs> Yes! I want literary characters and locales from genres other than fantasy. Yes. And other than Disney. Yes. Um, and then I just want more structure to the show. I want them to stop meandering and setting up plot points and rules just to totally negate them or contradict them the next week. Mm. yes yeah i i think i i think definitely and i think a lot of our criticisms touch on this i think in a lot of ways the show has become so much about the show Mm -hmm. that it's not about characters or drama or anything anymore and that's something i definitely like to see them kind of back away from because i i mean as much as i love the meta plot lines and everything Mm -hmm. it's really sort of a commentary a running commentary on the fandom and and while that's fun and that's great to do, and it was a really fun episode, Operation Mongoose Part mm-hmm. 1 and 2, really fun episode. I'd really like to see them kind of focus back in on the characters and the core kind of where they're going with all this, too, right. mm-hmm. I, I think would be a lot of fun. Like, season one is still the tightest season because it has the most solid rules mm-hmm. also. Yeah, and it has a very clear beginning and ending, mm-hmm. too, which the other seasons have been kind of like a little Not because they've been half seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, we'll wrap up with Patty. Criticisms. I just want to know the backstory of the ogres. I mean... <laughs> Why are fun? there so many wars? <laughs> no, I mean, you have a race of, of this race that you've been fighting for 300 years. I cannot believe that they're just a bunch of dumb monsters. That's that's too boring. What, what's their backstory? So, that's all I want. And so, the clerics. I want like, to know the clerics thing too but we'll so, see so you want like a big like volume like seven volume version the history of the ogre wars more or less that's what yes. you'd like, like to see a comic version I'm, I, i'll suit i'll i'll go down to a fan fiction <laughs> I, 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 I agree like i i really like the comics i would love to see more of the com- like once upon a time could easily be a monthly comic to help fill in all the minor character backstories and stuff like i would actually really enjoy that especially since i work in a comic shop and i could get them half off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Once Upon a Time is one of those shows. There's a there's a program that uh, Kindle has out right now called Kindle Worlds, where basically they allow uh, people to write professional fan fiction in uh, certain universes. Like they have Veronica Mars and uh, oh, I, the world of H.P. Lovecraft is another one. But it's official fan fiction, and the authors kind of split the revenue with the people who hold the rights. I think Once Upon a Time would be a great property mm-hmm. to open up to Kindle Worlds after the series wraps up. Because mm-hmm. one, you have a defined like canon there, and th- there's so many directions you could go off in it too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would just absolutely love to see that. But uh, need some water? <clears throat> no, that's fine. I'm just going to talk with a hoarse voice. Okay. For the rest of the episode, no. But and, and this is something I, I, I figure we should probably go ahead and get wrapping up here. So I'm going to go through, and uh, we're all going to say our goodbyes and everything. But I want you guys to answer uh, one question as we go. And this w- was proposed by Hope. Uh, do you think season five will be the last season? Season of Once Upon a Time, and we'll start with Bobby. Bobby, do you think season five will be the last, and then your Twitter and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I can certainly see why everyone uh, is saying that. With uh, Emma being the dark one, you know, five seasons is uh, more than honestly I thought this show would go. Um, but I don't know. I probably, but it's hard to say. You know, let's see if the ratings hold up. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see here. And where can people yeah. find you? Exactly. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, at Inevitable Hawk, H-A-W-K-E, uh, and then uh, every uh, week in your guys' chat and whatnot. <laughs> and every episode of every podcast we do, you, you're there... usually the first feedback. So uh, just scan in about 40 minutes, you'll hear Bobby. Yep. For sure. <laughs> we'll say, take it away! Okay, let's see here. Uh, Liz, uh, do you think Season 5 will be the last? And where can people find you? But you don't have Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook, Elizabeth Placencia, because, you know, Bill Meeks needs to learn how to pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I am, yes, I am on Facebook. And honestly, since the very first, since the pilot, I've always thought this show would only go five seasons. Now, it would be great if it went more, but my gut has always said that it'd be five seasons. Fair enough. So, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, let's see here. Hope. Season five, last or no, and where can people find you? I think um, season five is going to be the last good season. They're going to squeeze out a crappy season six for money. <laughs> uh, but, that be, but that being said, Frozen brought in a lot of new viewers, so they could go to season seven. Um, lasted six seasons, I think. So I think they have one more good season, one crappy season following. Um, you can find me at Hope Molnax. I also write for What the Fangirl. And I, uh, my website's down right now. But when it comes back up, it'll be geekygirlexperience.com because we had a massive server crash. We'll have to rebuild from scratch. Those are never good. You know, I I had one of those one time, and then I set up like sixty million like back like auto backups, so it would never happen again. You have that oh, happen once, you're like, okay, I'm gonna protect myself now. It was actually a power surge, and it literally fried the server. Oh, jeez, that's no <laughs> so, good. Yeah, so we're rebuilding from scratch. So Geeky Girl Experience will come back until then. You can find me at What the Fan Girl. Excellent. Okay, Patty, uh, season five, yes or no, and uh, where can people find you online? All right. Um, I think that it will still be going on. I don't think this is the end of the show or for next season. I think there's so many possibilities they could do. If after the dark one, Camelot, they could always just do Lilo on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would be, I think there's so many possibilities that it's, to me, it seems to think that's the end. No, I think they could still go on for several seasons if they wanted to, but it all depends on them, not us. So, <laughs> Fair enough. And if you really want to find me, besides the weekly shots, like Bobby mentioned, um, you could go on my Twitter, which is at sage underscore of underscore earth. Sage of earth with underscores in between all those words and everything. So what do you think? Oh, uh, well, I, I was just going to say that uh, Stephanie in uh, the chat room says uh, six seasons and uh, the angel says as long as it doesn't stretch out to like 10, 11 seasons, I'm probably okay. As and for Amy me, says it would be okay with 10, but anything longer would be too much. Yeah. You'd be I, like supernatural. Oh, it's never going to end. It, it all depends on where they go next season. If they go like world jumping, I could see it going a couple extra seasons. But it really, I think like Emma becoming the dark one, the savior becoming the dark one, that feels like an act three sort of storyline. Like <coughs> for the overall story, that feels like act three kind of c c coming into the last uh, round around the bend before you cross the finish line. So I, I can. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think that I don't necessarily wish for it to be an end. I think it's probably an end. What do you think, Anne-Marie? Um, I think five will be the last one with all of the main cast that we have now. Mm -hmm. I think if it um, spits off into six, somehow we're going to lose 
Charming's Regina, we're going to lose a major, major chunk of the lead cast. Mm. Um, and then I think after that, we're going to get a spinoff. Like, I don't know, the dwarves and Granny. <laughs> or I think if we get, we're going to get some sort of a spinoff off of this. There's just too much there. There's too, uh, with there's as too much many as, possibilities. As much as networks are focusing on fan engagement these days, mm-hmm. like there's too much fan engagement on this property for them to probably drop it after a year. Yeah. I, oh, I would love yeah. to see an entire series dedicated to Granny. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they could easily do what they did with Being Human. Like with Being Human, they had three seasons with the main cast. In season four, they introduced the new cast. And then when the old cast left, that new cast that was introduced which included Mr. Saka went on to go on for another three seasons. Just kind of stack it up or like, uh, like uh, what's the other skins, the other BBC series that kind of does that like, or misfits that rotated cast in and out. I I see something like that happening. I can see it happening like that. I I, I just realized though we didn't give our, where can people find you? Where can people find you, Anne-Marie? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow, uh, well, my latest book, uh, Fairy Tale, actually, The Trials of King Sparrow. Bit.ly slash King Sparrow just came out with the audiobook this week. Uh, selling really well, being promoted by Audible. Uh, great reader on it and everything. I hope you guys check it out and I hope you enjoy it for sure. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, before we exit, any other uh, last words from our panel? I'm, I'm just going to open it up, let you guys say anything you want. Just because we are and officially, now they're quiet. And now we they're are quiet. officially oh, at the yeah. longest episode ever, by the way. So. I really hope they do, though. Well, Granny Squad. Granny Squad? <laughs> yes. That's the title of Granny's series, Granny Squad, with nice. other grannies from Disney want... coming together. I have no idea. That's a working. <laughs> yeah, bring back the minor characters in the ensemble. Amen. Get rid of the half the season format. Granny Squad. Granny Squad. All right. Well, I guess, you know what, guys? I think you guys are going to all have to mute yourself because I think it's about time to play the theme song. All right, fine. To wrap up this. Okay. Uh, this... Just, just say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. And you guys need to dance, too, while we play our theme song because uh, we're out for now until next Monday when we do the RegalCon episode, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah, we'll be doing that. So uh, uh, join us. Uh, no. Until. N- n- until. N- n- we'll be back with more Grady some story. Grady some story. Thank you so much, Shore Live viewers. I just want to say, I, I meant to say this before we wrap the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the past year. Yes, yeah, uh, Doing these live streams in the chat and on the stream and everything else. It's been very rewarding personally for us. Mm-hmm. And we, ju- we just want to thank you for uh, egging us on and giving us the, the support to do it and everything. But, Poking uh, us until we do what we're supposed hey, to do. Hey, Bill and Marie, yeah. can I just say thanks for me, like, helping me meet these fantastic people like Elizabeth and Bobby and Sage Aww. and like, all you guys. Like, you, we wouldn't be together if not for you guys. And yeah. like Angel in the chat and like every, Amy P and everybody. Like, like, you know, you guys brought us all together. It wasn't just once upon a time. It was you guys. And so thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, you guys are great, man. Yeah. I, I'm I, all the guys, I'm I, I'm totally fake crying over here right now. <laughs>